Okay, I'll stand here with a baseball bat in case I gotta whack you off. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Bowl After Bowl. Walk on. Smoke on. I'm being baked. I'm being baked like a cake. Ah, bowler, right on time. Did you know the ancient Egyptians played bowling over 5,000 years ago? You're my sweet baby. I'm a good time boy. Who cares? Let's go to the boudoir. Why don't you keep up with current events? We ain't illegal no more, nigga. But that's why I voted for Obama. We can legalize weed. It's a step in the right direction after all. Oh yeah, taking those steps in the right direction every Tuesday must mean it's time for another episode of Bowl After Bowl. This Tuesday happens to be February 13th, 2024. How about that? And this happens to be episode 298 of Bowl After Bowl. I'm Sir Spencer Wolf, Kansas City. And I'm Dame... DeLorean. And you're a bowler. That's right. Which makes you right on time. Ah, bowler, right on time. Yeah, like clockwork. Welcome to the bowl. Welcome back. Welcome back. Love having you. Uh, <laughs> we're here at another one. It's Fat Tuesday. That's right, yeah. Special fucking episode or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know? Rolling straight into Valentine's Day, too. That's right. Well, once we hit midnight. And Ash Wednesday. It's going to get uh, Valentine-y. Ash Wednesday, how romantic. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Chiefs Parade, if you live in Casey. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. It's all happening. Who can keep up? Not, not, not me. Not me, no. No way. Couldn't be me. Uh, man. Let's see. What do we have this week? We had a little birthday celebration. Early birthday. That's right. Uh, Pop's birthday. Yeah. Yesterday, but we hung out with him this weekend. Happy birthday, Pop. Happy birthday. Hope it was a good one. Got to add another item to the Woody Woodpecker collection. Some 70s Congress playing cards with Woody Woodpecker on them. Still sealed. Yeah. Never opened. Nope. I wondered if Pop was going to open them. Nope. He's going to keep them pristine. Smart. Yeah. A collector's item. Yeah, once it makes it this long not being open, you might as well just keep it not opened. That's my thought anyway. Yeah, that's how I feel about it too. Seems to be the the move. Now that he's retired, I have to worry about getting into a bidding war with him over Woody Woodpecker items. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh uh-oh. Because he's telling me about all the stuff he's finding. Just sitting there looking on eBay and stuff. Said, hey, that's my job. I'm the one doing the scouting for you. Dang Stop it. stealing my moves. Yeah. 
<laughs> but he didn't see these cards. He's never seen them before, so that was exciting. Pretty sweet. Pretty sick. Yep. Oh, we do have the video stream live. That's We're right. Playing that. Uh, playing with that. You can see it at owncast. Dot bowl after bowl dot com. O W N cast. Because it's a it's an own cast thing. I have my own cast. See, mm. I just installed it on my own server and do my own stream. How sovereign! It's kind of the it's kind of the move, I guess. I've been really digging it so far. It's Try, fun trying to add little new stuff. So last week we added the uh, board on here. I intended to try to get the uh, view pointed out my uh, neons on the wall. Mm-hmm. Got a nice little neon uh, alien smoking. Yeah. And a naked lady and... and a mushroom anu- gal. Another naked mushroom gal. But uh couldn't find the camera. Yeah. Yet. We haven't located it yet. It's around here. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's around. It's around here. We just didn't, you know... Well, you told me like two hours before the poll. Hey, by the way, have you seen that DSLR? I'm like, ah, I've seen this one that doesn't work, and this one that doesn't work, but not the one you're looking for. Not the one that does video, Mm. which is the one you need if you're trying to do video. Yeah. I did try to get this uh, camcorder set up. I got like a Canon Vixia thing. Yeah. This is a little handheld, uh, you know, the family cam or whatever. Yeah. We've used it. uh, I need, if I want that. To do live, I need a uh, HDMI to USB conversion situation. Fun. I don't have. Not You don't have one in your stack of cords? I know it sounds crazy, but no. <sighs> no, so we'll just wait for the real deal. Because that I already have set up to be able to shoot through USB. This one you can just transfer the files via USB. If you download some extra boomer tier app. Mm. Which, it's like the thing has a fucking SD card. Like, why do I, why do I need to transfer with a, with a USB cord, into an app when I have all of the raw files on an SD card, my man? Just so they can say there's an app for that. I guess so. Everyone likes saying that. Yeah, I guess that's right. It must be it. Mm. Well, it triggered me because after a very hard breakup. With our previous chiropractors mm. who moved to Nebraska suddenly and did not tell anyone and broke our hearts, <laughs> we finally decided to see another chiropractor, a new one. Yeah, the time was uh, nigh, let's say. We're getting a little locked up. Yeah, a little stiff and uh, not functioning at 100%. Yeah. And uh, so we had our initial meeting. With them. Also, there's a point on my back where if Spence touched me there, like I would just jolt in pain. <laughs> there's no other way to explain it. I'm like, fuck, I think I have a rib out or something. So I found, I talked to my midwife, our midwife, and uh, asked her who she would suggest since she hooked us up with the OG chiropractors that we loved. And she gave me another name. A bit further of a drive, but... I was willing to go since they've been vouched for by our awesome midwife. And uh, we went. And first time seeing a new chiropractor, they have to do all these scans and tests. Now, I'm used to just an old-fashioned x-ray, which I really loathe and try to opt out of. But they didn't do that. 
they had this weird handheld device that they rolled down your back and then rolled up your back, taking like shot by shot of all the vertebrae. It was very strange. And they had you put your hand on like a pulse meter, you know, measuring your heartbeat and your breathing and shit while they were doing that. And I scared the life out of dude because he got to that uh, spot on my back and I was like, whoop. <laughs> and I jumped and he's like, well, I'm sorry, I know it's cold. I was like, nah, I'm just fucked up there. <laughs> Which he didn't probably appreciate my language, but oh well. Oh well. And um, <laughs> so then we left that night because that's all they do. They were like, well, you know, they'll go over it at your next appointment. <sighs> yeah. And their homework assignment. They wanted us back in Thursday, but of course Thursdays I got homegrown hits. So that wasn't going to work. I said, nah, I can't do Thursdays. We can do Mondays and Wednesdays and or Fridays, but you're not open Friday. So you got to make it work. So we went yesterday, met the chiropractor, and she starts going over our scans. And let me tell you what I learned. I learned that the spirit is strong, but the body is weary. <laughs> There's no other way of putting it. The, uh, I don't know. Actually, my, mine wasn't all that bad. Yours they give was you like a mid tier. Yeah. Yeah. They give you a score. Right. And so they, yeah. mine was like, oh, you're at like 48% yeah. of full capacity, like it's mobility like, uh, and such. It goes like full and then almost there and then kind of base mid, mid tier. Yeah. Transitional. Then, uh, shit tier and then basically dead at the yeah. bottom. Yeah. Shit tier. Uh, they called challenged. Yeah. Or most challenged was the bottom. Most I think. challenged. Yeah. That's, that's the basically dead. Was Instead the most of saying challenged. fucked up, you can't move at all. And so I was in this transitional right in the yellow, like fine, you know, yeah. clearly haven't been getting regularly adjust, not well maintained, but in a good place to get back to where I need to be and just move on with my life. Spence, however, it's challenged. I'm challenged to <laughs> Which, no one's surprise. Yeah, I was going to say that's not a surprise to me. Yeah. I mean, they asked us to touch our toes, and what did I do? I touched the floor because I'm a show off, you and you your toes. Reach down. <laughs> I I'm fucking with you. You almost touched close. your toes. I was like, uh, wow, they're so close. Yeah, you're, but you get all locked up. That last three inches is a, just like so close, but so far, you know. Your lower back's all locked up, and you've always had like the tightness. In your shoulders and neck that I try to rub out for you, but it's you need stronger help than yeah. my little hands. <laughs> and so mine, though, you know, uh, anyways, we got our adjustments and <laughs> she found she put her thumb right on that spot that makes me go. Whoa! And she held it there and she like walked around the table and just held this pressure. It's like I Oops, could sorry. slowly feel it not be so mm. anymore. And by the time <gasps> she took her thumb off, I was like, wow, I think she actually slid that rib back into place or whatever it was. But when she first touched it, she was like, whoa, whoa. she made a sound too. Like, oh, God, that's not supposed to be there. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> feels like feels like money in there. Ugh, I know <laughs> everything is money. Everything's money. And I'm not going to make the mistake of thinking I'm friends with my chiropractor this time. <laughs> That's for sure. This is just a business relationship. Well, I mean. But she seemed really optimistic about 
my care going forward and pretty sure I could move to monthly or bi-monthly appointments right away. She said, you seem like you're in a good position to just get back into the maintenance routine. And I thought, wow, that's great. You don't yeah. want to just take my money. Because usually they're like, oh, 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 you're really messed up. We got to see you twice a week, maybe three times a week. And uh, then we'll see how it goes. And maybe we can go to once a week. She didn't do that with me. She's just like, we're going to do two weeks of twice a week and then see where you're at. Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. <laughs> yeah, she kind of suggested that you might need a little bit more care <laughs> than me. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Just that one little uh, adjustment was a lot of help. Yeah, you opened way up. After that, a lot of help. It's crazy. We haven't had to go the traditional Western medicine route once we started chiropractic care. Even our kids, you know, they get sick like normal kids, but they bounce back in 12 hours. Yes. It's not even 24 hour bugs in our house. It's 12 hours. Yeah. Crazy. Pretty quick. Pretty crazy. Oh, what else? What else? We watched the game at, at Pops. Of course. That happened. Good game. Good game. <laughs> what can you say, really? Everything was like, I don't know, it's, it's so weird. The uh, Super Bowl feels just so different from any other game you watch, you know? Yeah. From the jump. And then the timing's all off because they're just fucking whoring out ads all over the place. Yeah, well, they pay good money for those ads. Seven million bucks for 30 seconds? Psh. Um, After it all, and I'm sure as the week unfolds, there's going to be more Kelsey drops, and so I did get in uh, Sir Seat Sitter's ear about some kind of a Battle of the Douchebags, like, Redemption Edition. Yeah, a little wild card action. My thought was, like, it would be cool to have a Redemption episode with a bunch of heavy hitters who lost their round ones, who should have gone further, and I think Kelsey's the perfect candidate. Because mm. I didn't even get to his uh, Pfizer man clips. I know. <laughs> Yeah, that's... Which probably was a mistake to leave out round one, but there was just, like, so much fun, goofy shit that I wanted to get out. Yeah, he didn't stand I just, a chance against I went, my douchebag I either. went fun and goofy, and I, yeah, I knew that when he was paired with T-Swift, it was not going to be uh, good from a boy. So... <laughs> that sums up the whole relationship. <laughs> yeah. I think so. Overshadowed. Mm. Overshadowed. But yeah, plenty of drops for both of them now. Yeah, I think so. I saw that there were a lot of douchebags represented at the uh, Super Bowl, including my round one loser, Neil Diamond, Diamond. (laughs) featured in a commercial. commercial. The song started and I looked right at Spence and I said, it's Neil fucking Diamond. Is this guy still on? (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Ugh. Your pop was talking about people who say, oh, I just watched the commercials. I got to watch it for the commercials. Can you imagine? No. I saw Mary-Kate Ultra uh, post about that on mk.spook.social. Yeah. She's like, hell is when your coworkers go out of their way to watch all the commercials they missed the night before. Yeah. There was nothing. They're fucking commercials. There was nothing. You don't the, need to like subject yourself to brainwashing and consumerism. The only one that even tickled anything was uh, that goofy shit where they had the football players flapping their arms flying around. Oh, yeah, for the like sports betting. The sports teams that were uh, birds. Mm-hmm. It wasn't sports betting, but I won't say oh. what it was because fuck them. Yeah. 
but uh, the kids really loved that. One. The kids were like laughing so hard. Yeah, Our seeing f- these grown men like squawking and whap- flapping their arms, but flying was, in the air and pretending that, to be birds. That was kind of the metaphor, and probably the best commercial. I think I don't know. I don't know. There was a <laughs> how good, do you rate commercials? There was a good based Bass Pro one where it's just like dudes fishing on a pond, and you're like, all right, yeah, with their kids and stuff. I'll fish on a pond. Yeah. But that might even have been a local buy. I don't know. Mm. I, I wonder what know. the local buys go for. Most of it was just like cringe, uh, too many cameos commercials where you're just like, oh, there was one. How many commercials is this douche going to be in? If we weren't at your pops, I could have had it hooked up to audition and record it because it was some pharmaceutical ad. And the lady said, who knew one little prick could be so nice or something like that. He's so powerful. Oh, yeah. Who knew one little prick could be so powerful? <laughs> Who knew indeed? Who knew? <laughs> we got a good laugh out of that one. Uh, everybody looks at each other like... Yep. Who knew? Yeah. Oh, Crap, yeah. the TV sucks. Everybody uh, hates our town now. Oh, how can you hate Kansas City? It's a great place. It's like uh, the Swift, I think, factor. And just being jammed into your face, like, all the time. Yeah. We're a dynasty now, yeah? Mm, Like the Patriots. Everybody says that. I blame you. Uh, I was going to say, I think I might be a good luck charm for sure. Growing up, I had the Patriots in Massachusetts, and then I moved out here, and look what we got going on now. Yeah. It's your fault. And also, I don't give a fuck, which <laughs> is part of the power, probably. It helps. It helps. I think I've said this before, but like, there's there's a lot of give a fuck on both sides. There's, there's I don't, uh, there's like, I care way too much to where I can't get out of bed if my team loses. I'm so into it. And then there's like, oh, I'm so above it that I can't stop talking about how above it I am. <laughs> and like, both of those are not the move, you know? Nah. Like, if you truly don't give a fuck, then... You could talk about it and watch it and uh, not give a fuck. Yeah, pretty much. I just, I get joy from Kansas City being celebrated or talked about because I've had so much fun living here in my adult life. I really enjoy the city. There is a cool, uh, definitely a cool energy of uh, your city doing well. Yeah, I think people should visit Kansas City. It's a fun spot. It's, it's, it's. It's and hard it, to really put into words because, like, we want to desperately get out of the city, obviously. But at the same time, uh, having traveled to a lot more cities after, you know, in my adult life, I I really hated this town until I kind of got out and saw a lot more cities. Yeah. And then I was like, wow, man, uh, these other cities are real shit tier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Kansas yeah, City keeps new, it pretty clean. Give me an appreciation, I guess. And it's very wholesome. There's a lot of family stuff going on in the city. Yeah, it's That's true. That's part of the appeal for me. And it's affordable. Yeah, that, like, you can get a beer for five bucks in the city. That is... Where else? <laughs> yeah, that is a big deal. Affordability. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was fun, overall. Yeah, I... But, uh, you know, all of the usual... Uh, bullshittery was definitely present. Oh, yeah. It's all jobbed. It's a chock full of threes. I don't know if you... uh, Uh, You'll be hearing about it later. That's for sure. Okay, good. (laughs) I took note. (laughs) I figured you can't sneak a three past Lorian. 
Um, let's see. What am I trying to say? Oh, you've got a fun in-person homegrown hits coming up on Thursday, huh? Yeah, I do. Not that uh, you're in person. No, I'll be there but spiritually and spirit. You'll be on the show. But yeah, uh, so Boobery of Behind the Schemes is, and before the schemes, is going to be on Homegrown Hits Thursday with Mary-Kate Ultra, Daisy B. Cooper, and I. And we're doing a special Valentine's Day episode. So please, please go on over to homegrownhits.xyz and submit a request for a song. As long as it's DMU, decentralized music, meaning that it's hosted by the artist. You can check by going to make a boost and looking at the splits. If it says 100% to one place that rhymes with gay fake, that's not deem you. But other than that, if you see a bunch of people, artists on there, or just an artist's name, uh, yeah, it's deem you. If you have questions, you can ask, too. There you go. But uh, please submit some, uh, you know, titicate a song to your special person or someone who's special to you, a friend, anyone, or just all the people out there, all the bowlers out there. I'm just a nigga that love titties. Yeah, we love titties. Well, there you go. Good pitch. Yeah. Like 7 p.m. Central on Thursday. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun one. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> um, speaking of fun, we like to thank the bowlers that keep the fun rolling bowl after bowl, week after week, Tuesday after Tuesday, uh, because this is a value for value production after all. Yeah, we won't subject you to any crappy commercials. Yeah. We're going to flap our wings and squawk. <laughs> well, we might say, caca! We could. I don't know. We could. But not because it's in a script or nothing. That's right. Just because the uh, spirit moves us so. That would be, the, that would be what gets us flapping. <laughs> and uh, the bowlers feel it. And they believe in it. And they return the value that they receive. That's really what it's all about. It's not about uh, buying this promise of future value. It's not about a down payment on what's coming tomorrow. It's not about buying influence. It's not about creating financial or content obligations at all. All it is is we put it out there. We try to put value in there up front. And then if you get value, just return that, right? You're paying for the value you've already received. And that's what's beautiful about it. It's what makes it not a trap for anybody involved, Right, and we can cut out uh, all this middleman bullshit. We can cut out uh, terms of service agreements. We can cut out uh, lame ad reads. We can cut out a lot of uh, things that make the uh, I don't know the modern podcast as it's known uh, kind of lame and and you know make something better, make something real and authentic. That's the main goal. Yeah, real, authentic authenticity. We can say stupid shit, mix up our words, totally get it wrong, and then you come back later and say, you know what? I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I made it. But I learned, and we all learned together. May have been a little bit full of shit there for a second. <laughs> but we were having fun the whole time. That's right. All these bowlers were having fun. And uh, we like to give them some thank yous right at the beginning of the show because it's important. And uh, that's how we value it. And we did have, right under the line, thank you for alerting me on the text line, otherwise I would have missed it, uh, we had a PayPal come in. All right. From Sir Candanavian. Oh, Sir Candanavian. 33 doll hairs. Woo! Thank you, sir. And uh, specifically on the text line, 
Uh, he said it's all for you, basically. <gasps> Aw, thanks. He said a DeLorean donation. Aw, he oh, was bless also, you, sir. Uh, text singing along to the family tradition song. Oh, he, I guess he was texting some uh, country boy can't survive lyrics as well. Very nice. Thanks for your courage, he says. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Sir Scandinavian. For your value. A most uh, valuable bowler. He says, God bless Neil Diamond, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that douchebag pick was a personal beef. After period, parodying some Neil Diamond lyrics. <laughs> he's, he's always texting us uh, clever stuff. We appreciate you and all the texters out there. Text in at 816-607-3663. It's, a, it's another way to interact. Get involved. Yeah. You Spread can get in on that action. When we talk about time, talent, and treasure, there is a certain talent in some of these uh, voicemail artists and some of these texters. You know? That may sound stupid to a pencil pusher who's looking for clicks per million or whatever the fuck <laughs> they look for. Uh, but to us, we, we get real value out of this content for the show. It's uh, you know, a, a real genuine human connection, which is probably illegal next year. So that's what we do. Illegal shit. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Well, you know, I've always been outlaws here in the bowl. Outlaws. What can we say? Uh, we're so outlaw that we are doing this new podcasting 2.0 stuff, right? Uh, boosting Satoshis over the Lightning Network. And uh, you can get involved, of course, by taking off all your clothes like us and going over to nudepodcastapps.com and get yourself an app that supports the new protocols of podcasting 2.0, those boostograms. Uh, we've even got a song to get you pumped up about it. I'm gonna boost some sides. I've got 40,000 in my wallet. I'm, I'm, I'm boosting value contribution. This is fucking awesome. So awesome. Uh, so awesome. And we thank the bowlers. Uh, in fact, you hear the uh, pins crashing throughout the show. That's the sound of boostograms rolling in. Knocking things down. And uh, we had some bowlers knock things down, including the delineator himself, Harv Hat, hitting us on that outro for 1420 sats from Boost CLI. Woo! Thanks, Harv Hat. That's an app you can use directly from your own lightning node to boost. And, uh, wow. He put a note in there. Fade out boost, is what he says. Nice. I think I have a long boost. Boost! There you go. Wow. I should have faded it out while I was doing it, but I didn't think ahead. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, who thinks ahead these days? It's, uh, it's 2024. You can't think ahead. That's probably racist. <laughs> uh, 3333 is next up. And I should ding it. Ding, ding. This is, comes from Colin B. Oh, Colin B. Of the KC Bitcoiners. What's up, Colin B? He's boosting from Fountain. Uh, and he says, can confirm selling sets for cuck bucks does not feel good. Mm. Oof. Okay. Well, there yeah. you go. I'll just imagine. I haven't heard good things so far, so it's not like I have any FOMO from never having done it. That's one of my never have I ever's for real, for real. Yep. Seems easy. Never have I ever given anybody sets to take dollars. Never ever sold. No. I've, I've, uh. Return value, you know, I use it as kind of like a uh, better money because that's the promise, right? The promise is better money. So 
why would I trade it in for the money I'm trying to fucking save myself from that piece of shit? I like the, uh, uh, what do they call them? The fed, the, uh, fed always puts out a chart of like the price of eggs. If you buy them in dollars for the last, uh, I don't know, eight years. And then the price of eggs, if you bought them in Bitcoin. Oh yeah. And, uh, the, Bitcoin over the last few uh, couple years on the chart, like there's no bar left on the chart for the price of eggs. You like seeing like a 96% decrease in the price of eggs if you're buying them in Bitcoin. Huh. Interesting. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. You think about it. Because the price of eggs is going up. Way up. Again. In dollars. <sighs> so, you know, it's just a uh, perspective thing. It's a matter of, well, what's your money, man? What's your money? Are you getting wrecked? If you have it all in dollars under a mattress, well, then, uh, you know, you can tuck it under that mattress, but it's still getting taxed. It's getting taxed by inflation. It's getting taxed by the money printer devaluing your currency every fucking day. But Yeah. But what's a dollar buy? But Not shit these days. They don't even have dollar stores. Dollar, dollar can't even get you 2,000 sats or whatever. It's like uh-huh. flirting around with that number now. We're in a dollars per sats crash here. Mm. I hate to see it. Somebody uh, chimed in on the Casey Bitcoiners chat. 50! And then they said, don't tell Sir Spencer I looked. <laughs> I was yeah. like, 50? Are you counting the days down till the day after April Fool's Day? I don't understand what, what's 50. <laughs> what is a number that is 50 that matters? I'm trying to figure this out. Uh, I don't know, because one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. That's what I thought. Which is 100 million Satoshis. There you go. That's yeah. my math. I think that math checks out. Uh, I think this next booster checks out too, although I'm having to swim through some homegrown yeah. hits boosts. Yeah, it was a hot one last yeah. Thursday. They were boosting like crazy. It was a great fun show, by the way. Thanks. Had a good time. Uh, 500 sats coming in from someone actually. Oh, someone actually. Thank Boost, you. Boosting us from Fountain earlier today. Someone actually says, chill and suburb. Oh, Superb. nice. Excuse me. Suburb. <laughs> chill in the suburbs. No way. Uh, chill and superb. Beautiful. I can read English sometimes. Uh, that could be my tombstone next to yours. <laughs> there you go. Chill and superb. Chill and superb. Uh, thank you, someone, actually. Takes one to know one. That's right. Uh, next up, we had a lovely little 69-69 action. <laughs> That's coming in from Hey Citizen. Hey Citizen, thank you. Appreciate you, brother. And uh, what's next? Memes Leet. That's what's next. Aw, Memes Leet. Coming in with 1337. Or excuse me, that's his name. <laughs> coming <laughs> yeah. in with 2935. Ooh. I'm not trying to shortchange your sats, brother. 2935. This comes in, by the way, from Podcast Guru. Nice. Uh, Memes says, Leet boosting the wolf. All right. Oh. Big awoo for you, sir. He says, uh, in the bowl, roll with confidence, keep your minds out of the gutter, and keep your balls in the gutter. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We flip back and forth. A little back and forth. Yeah, my mind's always in the gutter. It's going to be gutter time. I mean, by the time we hit the post-show, it's going to be Valentine's Day officially. Mm -hmm. So watch out. Watch out. Who knows? Uh, We thank you. 
sincerely, all of the bowlers who boost in, all of the bowlers who send their uh, hard-earned uh, PayPal Aroonies, and those who send in uh, actual real stuff. Yes, I have a box here. I'm handing it to you. A surprise box. Okay. With the back forward so that we don't dox anyone. Yeah, good call. No doxing. Mm-mm. No doxing during an unboxing. That would be uh, hey. an unsmooth move, as they say. What do they say? No, that's what you say. That's what you just said. There you go. Good enough for me. Uh, yeah, this comes... I'm reliably informed from Sir, Sir Oma. Ah, Sir Oma. And I'm not certain exactly the contents. I can tell you that uh, it was securely taped shut. Nice. Although it wasn't... Uh, <laughs> Sir Oma from the Oasis of Nebraska. <laughs> Quite on the super level of, uh, let's just say I'm uh, used to oh, things gosh. being taped even tight, uh, even more tightly shut. We get this. a lot of boxes. You gotta, you gotta get it there. You gotta get there intact. We have a note. We have a note, and uh, I didn't pre-read the note, so I just want to make sure that uh, I'm not going to say anything that's going to get me in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Or more importantly, get our bowler in trouble here. Yeah. Uh, bowlers in the bowl. In the bowl. I, I originally made these for John and Asina. Uh, back in the day, there was a producer from a town in Holland that John would always pronounce Pine Knocker. That sparked the idea to make these. But by the time I finished them, I stopped hearing them say it. So I put them in a box for another time. Going through my shop, I came across them again. I figured they should go to a good home and thought, who better than the bowlers? Boobs for boobs. There you go. (laughs) Uh, Hope you enjoy them, but you won't hurt my feelings if you want to use them for kindling. Oh. Oh, no way. All right. Uh, Cheers, bowlers. Smoke on. Saroma. All right. Well, cheers to you. I uh, can't wait to see. Oh, look at this. It is a oh, nice sexy round wooden titty. That's beautiful. Well, better than that, it's like a uh, uh, almost seems like a bed knob, but a booby. Yeah, dude. Oh my goodness. And uh, I'm assuming this is the match. Yeah, look at that wooden titties. Little perfect nipple. Oh, I love this. You like that, huh? Everything. The old pine knocker. <laughs> the pine knockers. That's right. Pine knockers. That's great. Or, no, these are going... You gotta stand up so they can see... Woo, look at those goods. <laughs> All right, fantastic. Pine knockers. Thank you, Sir Oma. I love those. Mm. They did uh, go to the right place. You see that That's one for sure. is only just slightly larger than the other one, so it's of true course. to form. These are naturals. <laughs> yes, 100% naturals. That's how you know they're naturals right there. <laughs> oh, look at this one. It has a little mole, too. <laughs> I love it. Okay, and these are going to hang on the wall. Oh, yeah, that's in the perfect. Because yeah, we we're, we're maximalizing the bowl walls. We can uh, put the pine knockers on the wall. Yes. It is going to be perfect. Yeah, and perfect. everyone that comes here is going to rub those nips uh, for good luck. Boobery has enjoyed it. He just boosted in 8008 for the boob. Hell yeah. And he said, uh, pine knockers plus plus. Plus plus. She's got big boobs, doesn't she? Yes! I knew it! 
boobs boosting the boobs. I knew it. Thank you, boobs. Appreciate you. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, there's many ways, as you can see, to uh, give back. Put uh, the value back that you get out. And uh, we very much appreciate that. That's, that really tickles my tits. I only knocked a few things over. <laughs> That's because they weren't wall-mounted. This That's is my uh, uh, enormous half a bowling pin cribbage board that you got me. Yeah. That was just... that a Valentine's Day present a long time ago? Or was it uh, a birthday present? One of the two. It was a present. One of the two. From your special lady. Yeah. Me. <laughs> you, you know what I like. A special lady on a bowling pin cribbage board. <laughs> Another special lady. I like to imagine that, that whoever made it took a picture of his wife and put it on there. Because she seems kind of bashful. It's like a tasteful nude where she's covering her boobs with her arm and looking kind of shy. Like, oh, don't take that picture. And then he made this cribbage board and was like, look, babe. But they're, you know, 60 now or something. He's doing it in his shop. And she goes, oh, get that thing out of here. And so then he just is like, okay. And put it up, you know, either donate it or put it up on eBay. Whoa. And now it's here in the bowl. Well, it went to a good home. Uh, I'll appreciate it forever. It went to a good home. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Uh, that last boost went to a good home, uh, right here in the bowl. 500 sats. Woo! Uh, that one's coming out of... It's actually going to the hitter, babe. Oh my goodness, that's going to the hitter. Pre-hitter boost, woo! Pre-hitter boost <laughs> for that house band. Hot diggity damn. Hell yeah, I'll yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'll let you read it on Thursday, that's all good. Yeah. Uh, but, you did but. mention... But. But. There are many ways to contribute value. It's not just all treasure. It's not all sats. You heard the jingle earlier. I'm going to boost some sats. Well, that was Hey Citizen's treasure. That's right. That he gave us. Can't put a number on that. It's invaluable. We'll use it forever. Cherish it forever. And you could make jingles for us, too. Or you could make so good. art. I actually... Need to grab some art that Sir Oma sent our way this week. Oh, he's uh, busy with the value. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he took your douchebag and turned it into one of your favorite chapters of this show. Oh, that's right. So I got to throw that up there. I saw that. That was great. Yeah, hilarious and perfect. And thank you, Sir Oma. You rock. Good stuff. Uh, so you can make art, too, for your favorite chapter or for the episode in general. Uh, whatever's clever, man. You can also simply pass the bowl to someone you know will enjoy it. It's not for everyone. We know that. Uh, but you might know someone who's a perfect bowler. They love bowling, you know? And just pass it to them on the left. And we also have a voicemail, which is one of the simplest ways you can give value back to the bowl. Uh, we have a first time I ever topic, in case you don't know what to say. And this week, we want you to call... <laughs> and tell us about the first time you ever licked a battery. All you have to do is pick up your phone and... Call 816-607-3663 and the play of Yeah, that's right. You know we'll play it. We won't skip it. We won't screen it. We just play it. So whatever goes, man. That's right. Say whatever. You don't have to answer the F tie if you don't want to. Just say hi. Sing a song. Whatever floats your boat. 
Spence already said this episode. We're going to have to add that to a line that we cannot keep saying. Oh, yeah. You got to pull it out. Um, yeah, I know I've, I know this is our 298th do, uh, time doing this, but in my defense, we've only had the voicemail clip for like less than 200 shows. And Sir Seat Sitter is anxiously awaiting us to change it out. Oh, well, he'll keep waiting. Yeah, never. He might, uh, have to wait longer for that than he has to wait for the scuffed realtor thing that he was uh, all jacked about. Oh, yeah. They forgot to hit their stream today. Those boys are having too much fun. Yeah, well. It's a good sign. Good problem to have, I think. Oh, definitely. Good problem to have. Not for us, but for them. You can also text, as mentioned before, or send picture messages, videos, whatever. Audio messages have been received through the text line also. That's right. Even uh, you can send in an MP3. If you got like a mic and you're like, oh, I got to use my mic. My voice sounds best on my mic. I got to have my mic. Yeah, that's right. Uh, some people do that, which is cool. Yeah. We've had a few of them over the over the times. And uh, we could have yours too. I got to send it in. Uh, Yeah. Oh, and please hang out in the chat. You just pound bowl after bowl or hashtag bowl after bowl on the zero node IRC, uh, which you can easily find with the click of a button at bowlafterbowl.com. You'll love it. You want to try it out. Um, this is usually where we try out a new segment, which uh, we happen to have some new art for, which is fantastic. Uh, the name of that segment is, of course, Ah, yes, the old node. The old node shit stain. Uh, Ring of Fire. Number 17 is getting off the ground. We had some members that have sluggish nodes, Lorian. And uh, Eli as well. So, wow, thanks. <laughs> uh, turns out you got all synced up, so you're ready to open. Oh, can I tell that story? Absolutely. Let's go. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. So, so, I don't remember what was up with my node. It was down or something. And Harfat was trying to open a channel to me. Poor Harfat. And he's like, hey, you know, maybe just try restarting it. I said, oh, yeah, you know, that's no big deal. <laughs> Off, on again, whatever. Hit the old restart. But when I had been troubleshooting my node and the like blockchain just kept getting stuck and not syncing up, I had to do some uh, commands of my own uh, with some tutelage, of course. You know, I had some help and I wanted the blockchain to sync upon restart. Yeah. And I did not remove that code once my umbral was back on. So lo and behold, I restart my umbral and it's resyncing the blockchain. So it was like, Oh, I said to Spence, just pull me out of the ring of fire because this is going to take three days. And I was right. It took three days. To sync the damn blockchain. But, you know, rings of fire, they take far longer than three days. Yeah. Always. I think the fastest one we ever did was like five or six days. That's pretty good. And when you're coordinating six people with their nodes, you know, you're just going to, it's going to take some time. That's all. And with the low, <laughs> low pre, uh, time preference Bitcoiners, that's all good. We understand that uh, good things take time. And especially with a 5 million sat chain, you know, like... Uh, those are fat channels getting open, so yeah. We just want to take our time and do it right, and uh, we can't be shuffling people around and this and that. Therefore, 
we are uh, we're letting uh, our members sync up. Yeah, so Eli had the similar issue. Yeah, he's resyncing now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, his node's been off for a, a while. Well, that's gonna take a minute. So he's gonna turn it back on and uh, figure it out, which is cool. Yeah, I'd rather have his node back on and uh, give him a reason to have it on. Yeah, definitely. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, having a note is the best thing ever. And I have, I feel bad for my umbral neglect. <laughs> but here we are. I'm getting back in the saddle and I'll get at least two more years of a very reliable note. I just know it. And yeah. then I can build another one because I'm hungry for it. Hungry. Like the wolf. Oh. There you go. Um, had some things go down this week this past week in the Bitcoin world that we like to talk about. And I actually came across a interesting guide from our buddy, Darth coin. Ooh, Darth coin has put out, uh, to my great delight, a guide, a Bitcoin guide getting started with Zeus mobile, which nice. is, uh, a wallet that I've used for quite a while on top of my own node. So you can plug this uh, wallet into your own node. But with the latest updates of Zeus Mobile um, recently, you can um, you can basically spin up an L&D node that runs on your mobile device. Whoa. A Zeus embedded node. So we've been talking about, you know, build a node, get a node. How do I get a node? I got to, you know, put Umbral on a Raspberry Pi. I got to spin up a Raspberry Blitz in a virtual machine. There's a lot of ways to do it. But this might be that easiest one. This might be that one where you're like, you know what? Maybe if I dip my toes into this situation, uh, I'm going to have a little mobile phone node that I can do a little bit easier. Self-custody still. All of the things that we tell you why uh, you want it, this has. Nice. Right? You don't have to trust anybody else, etc. So, Darth... Our boy, one of the uh, one of the great ones when it comes to helping people make nodes and make more node runners on this earth. Uh, he is like a plebnet wiki warrior. He's always in the uh, Umbral and other uh, node kind of forums, helping people fix their shit when they break it. Yeah, creating tons of documentation. And he opens this up by saying, I dedicate this guide to all those new Lightning Network users that want to start a new sovereign journey using self-custodied nodes, uh, a self-custody node wallet on their mobile devices. Let's consider that you already passed through all that plethora of custodial Lightning wallets. Okay? You've tried Wallet of Satoshi. You've tried, uh, oh, I don't know, the Albi thing. You've tried, you've got a little fountain thing going on. Uh, you keep hearing the cocaine shit stain smack in your brain and you're like, yeah, 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 I'll get around to it, whatever. Uh, let's consider you've already passed through all that plethora of custodial lightning wallets, but you're not yet ready to start running a public routing lightning node. You just want to stack more sats over lightning in a more self-custodial way and make your regular payments over lightning. Get into the boostergram game a little more seriously. This and that. Maybe you're to the point where you're getting a stack a little bigger. You know, you either don't want to keep that all on Albi, or Albi is like messaging you saying, "Hey, bro, you have too many sets, and I'm nervous." Yeah, I've heard I've heard reports of this. There are limits on how much you can receive and how much you can keep. There. They're saying, "Hey, you can't keep that much sets on our node, man, because that's not ours, and you're crazy." 
which is which is uh, admirable. You know, most companies would just be like, "Oh wow, look at this fool has so much money in our system." <laughs> uh, Albie says, "Yo, you might want to think about self custody, my man." So let's say that that's you. Well, here comes Zeus. Uh, after version 0.8, which was announced recently on their blog, uh, they are offering now an embedded L&D node into the Zeus app. Before, uh, Zeus was a remote node management app, but now the Zeus node is in the phone. If you want to see more details about this uh, remote node management, there is a video tutorial from BTC Sessions he links as well. It's a great move. And uh, a quick recap of the main features. First of all, it gives you a private L&D node, which means it will not do public routing of other people's payments through the node. Okay. The node and the channels are unannounced, so they're not visible to the public LN graph. Uh, to receive and make payments, you will uh, connect through your LSP peers, Lightning Service Providers. So you have direct peers to bigger, more well-connected nodes, and you don't actually have to route payments. The only time uh, money moves through your node is when you either send or receive it yourself, is what that means. Makes uh, sense. <clears throat> Remember, Zeus Embedded Node will not do public routing. Yeah, okay. He really wants to emphasize that. If you want to be a public rowdy boy, this is not the way. Yeah, I gotta build one. But for most of the people that I'm talking to here on the shit stain, you don't really give a shit about routing payments anyway. It's not like you're gonna make mad profit routing a bunch of lightning payments. At my peak, I was routing uh, maybe a couple thousand payments in a week or something. Uh... Yeah, I've never made more than like a few thousand sats in a whole month of routing, something like that. So it's not like, you know, you're going to churn mad profit if you're a public routing node unless you have wicked skin in the game and you're selling liquidity and you're, you know, you're, you're way past the shit stain anyway. And you're not listening to what I say as far as advice goes anyway. <laughs> so I'm talking to you, convincing you to get off the fence Public, uh, public routing node, it's not what you need anyway. It's not uh, one of the main use cases anyway. Uh, it's a persistent L&D service. What does that mean? It means user can activate this feature and keep the L&D service active continuously as any regular Lightning node. The app does not have to be open. The persistent service will keep all the communication online. Hmm. It uses neutrino block filters, as Cottonjin pointed out in the chat. So... Um, the block sync is done using block filters in the Neutrino protocol, uh, which gives no information about our users' on-chain funds. Reminder, for high latency and slow internet connections, this block sync based on Neutrino sometimes could fail. Try to switch to a near-Neutrino server because this could help restore your sync. Without this sync, your LND node could not start. So there's uh, more info, of course, in the walkthrough about this. Uh, simple taproot channels. When closing the channels, users uh, will incur less fees and are given more <laughs> privacy uh, as they appear like any other taproot spend when examining their on-chain footprint. You can't really tell that it's a lighting channel closing down. It just looks like a regular taproot payment on-chain. Uh, integrated lighting service provider from Olympus. Olympus is the new LSP node for Zeus. Users can receive sats over Lightning straight away without having previously set up Lightning channels. All you got to do is create an Ellen invoice and pay from any other Lightning wallet with Zeus Zero Conf channel service. Wow. Magic. That's what I'm thinking when I read that. Magic. It's like what all the other wallets 
claim to do, but then they charge you this big ass fee. Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, you can do that with mutiny, $25 for your first transaction and then you're good to go or whatever it is. I don't, I don't know exactly, but we've watched people try to onboard somebody like on the spot at a meetup oh. and it's always cringe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, contacts book. You can save manually uh, your contacts or you can import them from Noster for easy uh, to send payments to your regular destinations. Maybe uh, your favorite podcast. I don't know. Nice. Something like that. Add us as a contact in your Zeus wallet. Uh, what else can you do? Full support for Ellen URL. Ellen address, send and receive. You can now set up your own self-custodial Ellen address with at uh, ZeusPay.com as the ending. Sweet. So you could be... Uh, Big bad bowler at zeuspay.com. I mean, you could have your own little uh, Ellen URL lightning address. What's yeah. better than that? That's awesome when you are getting put into a split. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. Uh, what else? We've got a built in POS in there. So, oh, nice. So if you're yeah. a merchant or if you're just, you know, selling your uh, Etsy stuff, if you've got some pine knockers that you're <laughs> selling to your neighbor because he's into that kind of thing then uh, I'd have beer with you and your neighbor. And we could all uh, pay each other with the built-in point of sale right there. Uh, merchant users can set up their own product items and sell directly from Zeus with an integrated point of sale. For the moment, uh, it contains just basic features, but in the future, it's going to build out. So that's kind of new and uh, continuing to improve uh, L&D logs, users can read in real time the L&D service logs and use them to debug possible issues, which is nice if yeah. you are, you know, kind of on the borderline. Maybe you're not a super nerd. Maybe you're one of those people who is like, uh, I'm not technical at all. While you listen to my podcast. Yeah. You silly bitches. Silly billies. You trying to say you're not technical as you listen to podcasts all day. Okay. All right. I see you out there. <laughs> I'm They're just, DIYers. I'm just a caveman. I'm off the grid. I love your podcast. <laughs> that one always gets me. Uh, automated backups. The L&D node channels are automatically backed up on the Olympus server. So these automated backups are encrypted with your seed. And uh, the user can also export a basic static channel backup for a disaster recovery. So all the things that you can do in terms of backup with a regular own your own node, you can do with this Zeus node as well. So there's a big uh, darthcoin.substack.com is his substack, and uh, he's got getting started with Zeus Mobile. I thought it was a fantastic read and a really great way to kind of have that middle ground or maybe even test your test the waters, just dip your toes in. You really can build a node and just have it on your phone in something manageable, like nothing that you need extra hardware for. You don't have to run out and get a pie and a hard drive and all this shit. Yeah, this is really cool. So I hope that people try that. If you've been on the fence and him and Han, uh, go into the show notes, go over to getting started with Zeus Mobile and just sh just give it a shot, man. Just try it out. If you hate it, then you can uh, send me angry emails. Yeah. Spencer at bullafterbull.com. Well, I was going to say, I've used Zeus for every Bitcoin block party that we've done selling gems and stuff jewelry things i make and it's always been super reliable i've never had any issue and that was of course with my node my umbral mm -hmm. uh, but the point of sale system is stupid simple 
and quicker than a credit card transaction could dream of being. Yeah, it's super nice. Lightning fast. Uh, what else is going on? Fountain released a new uh, version, 1.0.6 now. And they made some major improvements to their downloads managers, kind of the biggest new feature. Episodes will now download in the background on your device, even if your connection drops out. So it'll just wait to reconnect and then keep downloading. We've come full circle in podcasting, people. This was the original use case of the podcast. This is why uh, Adam Curry thought it up in the first place. It was the whole, hey, you have a modem in your house that's always connected to the internet. But when you listen to long-form audio or video content, it's a pain in the ass because you click and you got to wait for it to load and buffer and uh, load all the way up before you can actually play it. And oftentimes your download speed uh, back in the early days of podcasting was so shit-tier that the listening to the audio would be faster than you were able to download it. So the whole idea of a podcast was you'd have this device, an iPod or similar, that would just listen to an RSS feed and if it saw a new episode of something, it would download it while you're asleep, while your modem is still on and you're still paying for internet. It would download it in the background. And then when you wake up in the morning, hey, look, you got new episodes, you got new shit to listen to. And it's already on your device, it's already fully downloaded, and then you don't have to be online to listen to it. You don't have to wait for the download. That was the original point. That was the whole thing. <laughs> So now, uh, what a concept 1.0.6 fountain. We got them in there. They figured it out. Background downloads. You got to love it. Uh, they are also inviting folks to, uh, join fountain beta on telegram. (sighs) More telegram (laughs) to help them test new features before they get released. All iOS and Android users are welcome. So what you want to do is download telegram, join the fountain app and complain that you're not getting any earnings from (laughs) listening to your uh, podcast. Why I am not have sets. I have not make sets today. And you'll fit right in. Just be one of the gang over there on the Fountain Telegram group. Everyone's got a Telegram group. <laughs> it's, it's just like, oh my goodness. If you're on Telegram, you must have 333 friggin' groups that you're a part of. Oh, it's a fucking nightmare. Dude. I don't know how you keep up with it. I don't. That's the secret is you've got to not give a shit about no- notifications. you got to mute everything. You've got to apologize to people two months after you see their DM and say, oh, Christ, I missed it. Yeah. Sorry. Get me on the IRC. Yes. That's where I'm at, baby. Correct. Exactly. Oh. Nam is not sure about the new fix or whatever. The new version. (laughs) (laughs) Won't help. (laughs) You should join their telegram just to say, won't help. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'd plus plus the shit out of that. Uh, Bitcoin developer, the dev mailing list. You yes. see this? You hear about this? I know. Migrates to Google Groups. Ooh. Everybody is cringing about it. Frankly, I really don't give a shit. It's like the least consequential uh, finger wag service that you could say uh, is a part of Google. And uh, really, okay, so the announcement was the new mailing list archive can be viewed in the online interface. No Google account required. And is also backed up externally on Ganusha.org slash pi slash Bitcoin dev. So you don't even have to touch Google to look at it. Hmm. You can see the backup. The old mailing list contents can also be viewed there, by the way. Um, Subscribe promptly to ensure you're not missing any emails. We'll wait 24 hours prior to letting uh, new emails through to give people time to subscribe. 
the new uh, location. I'll give you a URL, but it's a group.google. I already know you won't click on it. It's fine. You don't have to click on it. It's okay. You're not on the fucking Bitcoin dev mailing list anyway, silly billies. You're listening to the shit stain. That's where you get your uh, info. So it's all good. Nothing in your life will change. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they even put at the very end of this announcement, note, we aren't relying on Google for anything critical here and are merely using them as a conduit for information that is already meant to be public. <laughs> I felt, I was like, when I read that statement, I was like, oh my God, they already know what's coming. It's not like that. It's not like you're wrong. Okay. I'm not trying to say you're wrong, Walter. You're just an asshole. <laughs> like, it's all right. You know, it's it's like, okay. Yes, Google fucking blows. But uh, it's just a little switch. That's all. That's all. You're not even on this email list. Everyone who's mad is already not on this email list. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Uh, no strudel. Let's end on a good note. No Strudel's got yeah. a big major new uh, version release. Ooh. Our buddy uh, Hazard over there just posted about it. Hazard149 of the KC Bitcoiners. Thank you very much. A uh, very elite group of Bitcoiners over here in the city. Uh, he's got a long little uh, Noster, zap, uh, Noster post about it. Post? There are posts over there. Fuck, I can never keep it straight. Why does every fucking social media app have to have a different, or social media protocol have to have, have a different name for what they call their posts? At least Noster goes back to the, to, to the, what they are, which is a post, right? It's not that fancy or proprietary. No, um, I like toots, personally. Toots. Toots. If you're watching the video stream, we got the chat right up here overlaid, by the way. And you can see all the places on the doll where Fountain has hurt are beautiful bowlers. Yeah, okay. it's a real bummer. So, and I mean, I have noticed a, a big drop off in in boosts coming from there, but there are still some, uh, there's still some people hanging on, hanging in there. I think every podcast was hurt by them because large boosts never came through. That was the weird thing that never really got addressed or replied to. Is like, what's the deal with big boosts just failing? And that's kind of weird. Small splits of those boosts would work. Yeah. Then, the, then the, the chunk of the, the big cheese wouldn't go nowhere. That's like, hey, man, what's going on? Just a status report or whatever. Be kind of cool. No, just ghosted. But uh, yeah, I'm sorry, chat. I feel your pain. Feel your pain. Um. Anyway, we're not talking about that shit. We're talking about Nostrudel. Nostrudel version 0.38.0 is finally released. Uh, he's added change. Uh, he's added a bunch of things, changed a bunch of things. He says, "I honestly should have released this as multiple smaller versions, but I kept getting distracted." Yeah, I can I can uh, sympathize with that. Hell yeah, he's still putting things in code bases, so that's a plus. That's a plus. Uh, only code bases I work on are the fucking curriculum ones <laughs> that no one can see. But. Uh, yeah, RIP me. I'm just a fucking idiot. Some notable changes. Uh, support for Insect Bunker and the new OAuth flow. So there's a new OAuth flow uh, login situation going on. There is a simple launchpad view. There is a new feature that restores your scroll position when returning to the timeline. Oh, that's cool. Can really uh, unruffle your feathers there because every time you go back to the timeline and then you have to scroll through the same shit you already scrolled through, that can be a little frustrating. So fix that. 
Nice. Uh, organized all the quote other stuff in a tools page. <laughs> Added support to cache events and local relays instead of the browser's cache. Nice. And uh, a ton more. Read them all in the GitHub release change log link in the show notes. That's right. Uh, our boy Hazard is kicking ass and taking names over there. No Strudel is still my favorite web Noster experience, by the way. Yeah. And it just keeps getting better. So that's a guy who made an app so that he could like play with and learn the protocol. And I think more app developers should think like that. Every app developer has read the book. Uh, Don't make me think, <laughs> which is fucking detrimental. Okay. That's what, that's what leads us to idiocracy. Yeah. That's what leads us to idiocracy. Force me to think about fucking at least one thing. Okay. Even if I don't want to. That was one of the brilliant things about Steve Jobs is uh, he said the customer is not always right. In fact, they're usually full of shit. They don't know what they want. They don't know what they need. Now, he made things dumber than shit, so I'm not saying that he was really great at that part, but he did recognize that you can't just pander to the LCD necessarily. You have to do things that are unexpected uh, and change things up a little bit. You can't just give people exactly what they expect and never challenge them and never uh, push the boundary in terms of what can be done or how things is uh, present uh, how things are presented. If you've ever worked a support desk, you know the customer is always right. Is a load of shit. I have not worked a support desk, but I've heard all the war war horror stories that you could imagine of people doing that. So yeah. Hats off to Hazard149. Yeah, and he was just at a Noster meetup in Japan, right? Yeah, this is like a, a Noster, Noster dev uh, gathering in Japan. That's cool. I got to We got to talk to him. Yeah, we do. We should have him on the show eventually. After 300. After 300, we're going to be booking a bunch of stuff. 300 coming up, by the way. Yeah. Perfect Make, lanes. Makey had suggested maybe just having like call-ins. I like that idea. And I think that's brilliant. I think it's great. I do want to do something fun and special and different than our regular thing. I'd like to do some of our regular stuff, you know, like there's some things that we still talk about, but, uh, by and large, I want to have kind of a fun, neat little, uh, 300 thing. Yeah. The perfect bowling score, you know? Yeah. So we'll figure something out. We'll bring fun new ISOs two weeks from tonight. Be there or where else are you going to be? That's Catching all. it in the future. That's all. You got to come. You got to uh, call in. Maybe we'll have clean feed links. Maybe we'll have a big party. Oh. You know, you you won't know if you're not there. That's what I'm saying. Because we won't even know until we're there. That's how the bowl works. Anyway, that's my shit stain for you this week, my lovelies. Uh, let me actually check really quick. What's up with the Casey Bitcoiners? Yeah, what's up with those Casey Bitcoiners? Coming up, let's see, this Friday, February 16th, 7.30 a.m., we have another Casey Bitcoiners, Bitcoiners and coffee. A little coffee in the morning, Friday morning, 7.30 a.m. I'm not going to be able to make it because I'm teaching. But I heard that they're trying to uh, start accepting Bitcoin. And supposedly Mitch is going, although I think he RSVPs to all of these things uh, on the meetup. So I don't know. You can't really trust that RSVP. <coughs> Mitch! Uh, and then the next beer meetup is the 22nd of February. That's a Thursday at 6 p.m. 
That one will be at the bar in uh, Mission KS, downtown Mission Kansas, the bar. That's just what it's called. I'm not trying to confuse you or be uh, coy. It's called the bar. It's right there next to the Salvation Army. It's a hot spot. Yeah. I will be at that one. How about that? I'll have uh, homegrown hits playing on my phone really loudly. Nice. Yeah, have everyone boost in. Yeah. Yeah, that's what uh that's what uh, we got going on in the future. So Deem you pill the KC Bitcoiner some more. Yeah, we, we, we're making those circular economies. Everybody's like, We need a circular economy. I'm like, why don't you just come participate in the ones that exist right now? Yeah, where are you at? If you think we need them badly, then uh join them, man. Come on. People are people will say that we need a circular economy and that you should also never spend your sats ever. Uh, yeah. And I say, wait a second. We need a circular economy with circular logic. <laughs> That's what we need. Uh, no, we don't need any of that. What we really need is top three, 33. All right. You teased it earlier. And all the football fans out there are obsessed with the amount of threes that appeared in the Super Bowl this past weekend. It was loaded with the magic number. Starting with the stadium address, which is at 3333 Al Davis Way in Las Vegas. Okay. Okay. Not spooky at all. No, no. Vegas. I mean, I think every building is 3333 out there. Yeah, probably. And you have to stab a baby to get in. (sighs) Yeah, it kind of seems that way. Uh, Mahomes had 333 passing yards. The game-winning pass was three yards with three seconds left on the clock. And the Chiefs won by three points. I heard uh, Horowitz say the most hilarious thing at the end. They're like He was like, they won by three points. They just decided not to kick the extra kick, I guess. Like, I don't know why they decided that. Um, And it's like, in overtime, there's... It's game over. Like, as soon as you outscore the opponent on your possession, then the game ends. So that's that's the end of the game. And then just to decide, ah, fuck it. Let's not kick the extra point. <laughs> <laughs> that the game was over. You can't kick an extra point once the game is over. Game's done, Game's dude. done, bro. Pack your shit. They done fought for their right to party. <laughs> fucking I can't it. believe they made him say the line. They they say the line shield, uh, my boy Kelsey, man. It was so funny. Yeah. It was goddamn funny. And he's the perfect douchebag to lean yeah, into He's going to be like, okay. <laughs> okay. He didn't finish the line. He let the audience finish it for him, too, though. I thought, all right. He's, he's getting that uh, rock star t- kind of uh, <laughs> complex, I guess, is the word Yeah, I'm looking for. Uh, this was also the third straight loss uh, for the 49ers at the Super Bowl. Oh, man, that must be so frustrating to get all the way to the dance and then not be there. I got, <laughs> I've got to say that some of the funniest Super Bowl images were the uh, big-ass celebration of all the 49ers like in the end zone during that first Chief Super Bowl win. Taking that giant group picture. Taking the big victory uh, lap <laughs> in the fourth quarter. Never victory lap in the fourth quarter, my friends. That is medical and legal advice from me. Yeah, it was. And there were so many memes, like picture taken moments before horrific incident or whatever. (laughs) Pictures taken moments before. Oh, my God. 
R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. So, uh, you know, that's a lot of threes. That is a lot of threes. Chock full of threes, man. It really makes you uh, sneed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, with a team that's got gay and sneed on it, the meme magic is working for Kansas City. There's just too many <laughs> meme magic factors. Even if you totally discount the whole Tay-Tay cray-cray. Oh, yeah. Which, no, you can't. You can't. Because it's jammed up your butt at every possible moment. Bro can't even fucking catch a two-yard pass without them flipping to her in the box. It's like, okay, we know she's up there, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone had a Satoshi shirt on they, while they were showing yes, that's uh, right. Beyonce and Jay-Z. They had the little celeb, uh, what do you call a group of celebrities? <laughs> Is there a name for that? Uh, like there's a murder of crows, right? What's a what's a gaggle of celebrities? A sacrifice of celebrities? I don't, I don't know. know. Squad. A squad. Get know. the fuck out. <laughs> I was. Trying- <laughs> don't ask Google. Google's just no, gonna no, lead no. you astray. A lounge. A I was lounge. looking up what a group of lizards is called, and the answer apparently oh, is a lounge. It's a lounge of lizards. That's right. So yeah. there, there you go. And you find a bunch of celebrities in the same area. I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> nice work. Uh, I don't know. It was, I was looking up the unsold Super Bowl tickets a couple hours before the game, and they were starting at $33,000, too. So might as well just drop that in there also. I thought, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, one thing Seems that right. upset me is they showed all the lounges. You know, all the celebrities got their special two seconds. Maybe not all of them. But many of them got shown on the camera. Oh, look who's here. Look who's in the box. Uh, But what about the diehard fans who spent their life savings to get there? Yeah, usually you'd get uh, shots of Rainbow Wig holding the John 316 sign. You'd get all of the super fans with their gear on and face paint and shirts off. We didn't even get to see the streaker. They never show the streaker. <sighs> In fact, they fucked up by mentioning the streaker, and yeah. you could hear them like. Well, it was Tony Romo, for... <laughs> right? Probably that guy's such a. Moron. He was like, "There's a straight but we're not supposed to say anything about that." <laughs> He's like, just he straight saying, up said that. He's yeah, like saying out loud what they're yelling in his ear. Shut the fuck up about the. Yeah, don't say it. Don't say it. Oh, it didn't happen. We got a streaker, but uh, we aren't supposed to say that we have a streaker, so I won't. <laughs> That would be the most terrifying place to streak on the football field. Can you imagine getting tackled by one of the players? No thanks. Players, cops, whoever's tackling you, man, I don't know. I mean, I'm all down for the streak, but... Yeah. <laughs> just uh, maybe a different venue is all. Yeah. Yeah, something more chill. Just, just streak through the bowl. Can't keep getting away with it! And someone will boost you if you do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but not on the TV. They're lame. Mm-mm. Can't have uh, nudes on the TV. Well, no, no fun allowed in Vegas. Yeah, pay per view. I guess it has to stay in Vegas. Is why they couldn't show it. Right? Mm. Yeah, that's good logic. I don't know. I don't know how any of this shit works. Well, I did see that in Russia, thirty-three Ukrainian soldiers were sentenced for war crimes, and Amnesty International is in an uproar over it because. There's really no description of their crimes. They all got sentences between 27 to 29 years. Now, I don't speak Russian, so I'm not able to read the Russian media about it, which 
might give some details into the war crimes. Amnesty International is just feeding the information to the wire here in the United States, saying that these prisoners weren't given fair or regular trials and that they were prosecuted for merely taking part in the war as part of the Ukrainian armed forces. But that, of course, goes against the uh, agreements made in the Third Geneva Convention. I don't know. It seems all like a racket. War is a racket, you know? Well, allegedly, in the Third Geneva Convention, prisoners of war are protected from prosecution for merely taking part in hostilities. But I was taught that all is fair in love and war. Mm-hmm. And I think that saying goes above any uh, signed paper or Geneva Convention that's taken place. <laughs> I mean, uh, once you go to war, it's, it's, war. it's war, I guess. Yeah. You think they're going to be nice to you? <sighs> Fuck. Are you trying to kill them? We got to figure out a different way. There's so many possibilities. You know, it doesn't have to be uh, bloodshed. I agree. Anymore. Uh, by the way, we did get a boost. <laughs> this is very delicious, my friend. Uh, Nam boosted in. Oh, and a millennial. From his favorite podcasting app, Fountain. Uh, he sent us 8,008 sats, a boob boost from Woo. Fountain, and he said, happy Fat Titty Tuesday. Yeah. Hell yeah. Fat Titty Tuesday. Where's my beads at? Got all kinds of titties in the bowl. It's a titty kind of night, friends. Yeah. Man, yeah. these pine knockers need some beads, man. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, they do. Oh, 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 there they are. <laughs> I love these. Yeah. They're firm to the squeeze. Thank you, Nam. Our Tuesday buddy. At the Millennial Media Offensive. That's right. Uh, we also had a boost uh, from Bowley Steed. Bowley Steed. Hell yeah. Also via Fountain, uh, which says, and some of these are not coming through, by the way. Oh. Uh, but we did have a uh, boost come through for Bowley Steed. 8008 sat saying, enjoying no strudel. No strudel. Excuse me. Uh, she says, excellent shit stain. There was Jack Dorsey. That was Jack Dorsey. Excuse me. <laughs> she, oh. has, she has some pirate speak. Uh, That's right. Because you said, was that Jack Dorsey? Yeah, I was like, that was, uh, well, and you know. For me, just not fast enough. Mm-hmm. And also facial recognition with names. It was more like beardle recognition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, only one guy has that kind of a scurve beard and is also allowed to sit that close to Beyonce. Fair Jack enough. Jack Dorsey. That's Jack Dorsey. So I figured, is that? I was like, it's got to be Jack. Good deductive reasoning. Uh, yeah, I was distracted by the shirt, and you're just like, what? Jack Dorsey? And I didn't even have time to process. Yeah, she tells us that was Jack Dorsey wearing Bitcoin t-shirt with Beyonce in the box. I also did miss Circus Media boosting us. Oh, Circus Media! He snuck one in there uh, just a half hour ago from Podverse saying Prime boosting. Well, thank you for your Prime boost, sir. Yeah, thank you, bowlers. Appreciate y'all. Oh, let's see. You remember a couple bowls ago we talked about the Coast Guard rescuing 33 people from a boat that were I do. floating in from Haiti? Mm-hmm. Well, the Coast Guard has repatriated all 33 migrants oh, okay. to Haiti. I was wondering what was happening to them, where they, they were at. I had to go back. You got to go back. They had to go back. I wonder how long until they tried to return. I mean, if you do it once, right? You gotta just keep going. If I guess. at first you don't succeed, try and try again. If it's the, one of those things I've heard yeah, if, a if, lot. If the worst is that you get taken back to start, then 
Yeah, might as well go for it again. Yeah, for a few days they were probably well fed and had a comfy bed. Try uh, Mexico. I hear that you can get a you can get in. Yeah, I have heard. I I don't don't fucking go there. Good things about walking over and being taken care of and given bus fare and some cards but it's just what i'm hearing depends yeah. on whose tweets you're reading i guess oh that's a good point mm-hmm. yeah they could also lock you in cages <laughs> maybe <laughs> wrap you up like a burrito in foil and yeah have a real bad time i don't know they might be doing experiments i don't know what to believe oh, oh, oh. yeah it's all you, turlet noises you can't cross the border of the bowl without <laughs> proper identification <laughs> that's right <laughs> uh. not with clothes on In France, there were 33 million social security numbers exposed in a health insurance hack, of all things. Uh Uh-oh. Who'd have thunk? Yeah. Viamedis, France's leading provider of medical third-party payment, confirmed in early February that it had suffered a data breach. And then a couple days later, the third-party payment operator that they work with, Almirez, Suffered a breach also, they said, and half the population of France was affected. Sacre bleu. Yeah. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's all I know. Nailed it. We're uh, voulez-vous coucher avec moi, ce soir. French toast. Which probably shouldn't say that. I don't know what it means. I don't speak French. Uh, I just have heard that song many times. Lick me up, lick me down, lick me all around, I think is what it means. Here, take me to your room or something. (laughs) It is Valentine's Day coming up. (laughs) Flirting with midnight, less than an hour away. Woo, yeah. Here in FEMA Region 7. Uh, And finally, a little, some bonus 33s for you this week, I guess. Okay. There was a homeless camp that was at risk of flooding in southeast Austin, and 33 people that were living there were relocated. Now, this was all under the HEAL initiative, H-E-A-L, which stands for Housing Focused Encampment Assistance Link, and was passed by the voters in 2021, known as Prop B at the time. And what's really weird is it makes it a criminal offense for anyone to sit, lie down, or camp in public areas, and prohibits solicitation of money, or other things of value at specific hours and locations. But it has the one loophole of, if you voluntarily agree to be relocated, you're good. So, uh, yeah, these 33 people, you know, they don't want to pay the poor tax. Just go where they take you, which is to a shelter. Yeah, they took them to a shelter. Seems reasonable, I don't know. I don't know either. It's all strange. Oh, strange. I was trying to figure out how the taxpayers were funding the move, and I did not get to that link other than they send the police in to do the dealings, it seems. You know, you got two, one choice, really. You're going to go to the shelter. Mm. If not, we're taking you in. <laughs> the shelter downtown. Hmm, that seems like a tough decision. Yeah, no not. brainer. <laughs> and with that, let's go behind the curtain. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Oh, me too. I was thinking as we were speaking, we don't really have, well, we do, we have one Valentine's Day tradition, which is surf and turf. We always have steaks. Mm-hmm. We always have some kind of seafood. Usually steak and lobster. This year, it's steak and crab legs. And I'm super excited about that. Other than sharing the crab legs with the kids, because they love 
crab. So it's a fun thing to eat. It's not a fun thing to pull apart. It's not that fun to eat, but it but, is delicious. Yeah. And it's I fun to eat. It's just not fun to get to it. Yeah. Once I, you're eating it, it's great. I do like the pacing though of shellfish or, you know, when you have to crack it, you have to slow down your eating. Mm-hmm. You crack it, you get a little bite, little morsel, tiny morsel, and then on to the next one. Crack it, tiny morsel. So, little, and then... Little nibbles. <laughs> I was thinking about how our food is just like our bowl setup. We just, it's like, it's on sale. Okay, to the freezer <laughs> for Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. You gotta be prepared. Mm-hmm. Yep, and you gotta be prepared for federal rescheduling of things. You know what they're talking about now? No. MDMA. Ooh. Yep. The FDA has granted priority review of MDMA-assisted therapy for PTSD. And this application came in from Lycos Therapeutics, which was formerly known as MAPS. They've, you know, changed their name, which I think was smart because of Interesting. other groups that use that acronym. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. I didn't let's, think about that. Let's dissociate from that. And now we're Lycos Therapeutics. <laughs> Lycos Therapeutics. I didn't hear about that name change. It's interesting. I've followed maps for ages. It used to be the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies. Uh, and yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Now, Lycos, I was trying to see if that was... You know, some mythological character. It used to be like the the place you'd go to see all like the internet traffic. They used to hold Lycos.com or whatever. They used to like oh. be the arbiter of the top hits internet list. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, this is uh, what they're doing now. <laughs> wonder if they're still around. <laughs> Trying to regulate uh, dergs. Dergs. Yeah, internet uh, search engine now. Oh, see, this is Lycos with a K. Oh, And that, okay. that you're talking about is Lycos with a C. Okay. Uh, and the only, uh, so like I said, I was trying to see if it was some mythological character or something, and Lycus is the closest thing, but it's not the same. Lycus, hell, they obviously. love us. <laughs> Ba-doom-tsh. Yeah, Lycus was a uh, wolf god. Okay. Mm-hmm. I fought Dionysus. But they're not that cool. Uh, You know, they're flirting with Big Pharma Mm. on this stuff. And so what's crazy is that FDA said, yeah, we'll push this one through. We're giving it priority review. And their target date for determination on whether to reschedule or not, well, they have to send it to the DEA for the rescheduling. That's a whole nother deadline that would come. Uh, But this... Review is due by August 11th. So the same year, which is very fast for the FDA. Um, but if the DEA, agree, if they approve it and the DEA agrees, MDMA would become the first psychedelic in history to be approved as a pharmaceutical. Interesting. And the only way you could get it is if you were going to talk therapy and other supportive services, that's mm. a direct quote, in tandem with your prescription so, gotta go to the office to take your dose, from what I understand. Now, how did we get here? This is what I don't get. In 1912, Merck synthesized MDMA first. Mm. And it was used in psychotherapy. Yep. Uh, and it was, like, really popular in the 70s, from what I've read. 
Then it became, you know, street drug in the 80s. Uh, but I was reading some Shulgin and how, you know, he synthesized it in the 60s for Dow Chemical Company. And then he passed it on to a friend who was a psychotherapist by the name of Leo Zeff. And Zeff called MDMA Adam because <laughs> he believed that it put users in a state of primordial innocence. Interesting. Which I can see. Yeah. Definitely. Ecstasy. Yeah. It's and a, it's funny that they like lump it in with psychedelics because I've never really felt that it fit. Uh, even the Wikipedia page leads with uh, impathogen inactogen. That makes more sense. With stimulant and minor psychedelic properties. And yeah, I think you, I mean, if you're taking a lot, maybe. I don't think I've ever had like a shitload of Molly all at once. Yeah. I was going to say You're tracers close. is kind of close. like the closest thing you'll, for me, that I've experienced. Yeah. Maybe that body thing. There's kind of an overlap with the psychedelic body high thing. But I don't know. Like the rainbow blush of LSD. Yeah. You get the rainbow face things going on. Yeah. Just a titty bit, Just though. makes you want to pet everyone. Yes. Yeah. It, pull, it releases your inhibitions, like alcohol. But more extreme. And you're like, touch it, touch it, touch it, touch me. <laughs> I want to touch you too. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> and hilariously enough, it was used in couples counseling. And there was a neuropsychopharmacologist that called it empathy. Mm. I thought, yeah, that would be a great assisting substance for mm -hmm. couples therapy. Oh, are you having problems? You should probably have sex. And if you don't want to just have sex, here, take a little bit of this. <laughs> Impathogens, a class of psychoactive drugs that induce the production of experiences of emotional communication, oneness, relatedness, emotional openness, that is empathy or sympathy, as particularly observed and reported uh, for experiences with MDMA. Yeah. Well... It all went to hell in a handbasket in 1985 during ah. Nancy Reagan's Just Say No campaign. Imagine. And it had been in court for federal classification, um, but it didn't, it got a lot of pushback from the medical community because they were saying, no, this really helps people and we would really like to keep using it. Just because people are using it to party with doesn't make it a bad thing, you know? There's a lot of medical use. But the DEA announced an emergency Schedule 1 classification on May 31st, 1985, and it's been there ever since. That's pretty messed up that they can do that. Uh, we're just, you know, they always talk about the science now, the science. Well, you had these scientists back in the day, the doctors and the people using it and prescribing it, saying, hey, this helps, this works. DEA says, no, this is an emergency because people are having fun. We can't have people having fun because fun people are dangerous people. Illegal. <laughs> uh, that is now illegal. Yeah. So, in a way, this review is sort of putting it back, but not really because it wasn't uh, scheduled before. Yeah, that you know? would be nice, right? Repeal it was, prohibition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now all they're saying is, 
well, we'll put it back in the hands of Big Pharma yeah. and they can, you know, add some other things to it. So it's not quite as potent. Doesn't quite get you all the way there. Well, you know, step on it a yeah, bit. We'll re-inhibit your uptake. Or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. It's just very frustrating. And, and to know that there's people still alive that were living when it was a free-for-all. That's wild. How much can change in one DEA decision? Everything. It's gross. I would love to get rid of the Controlled Substances Act altogether. Be pretty cool. Should be unconstitutional, damn it, to have that thing. I mean, the Reagans aren't in office anymore. Now, I think America is usually ahead of Australia on stuff like that, but in Australia, MDMA is already allowed to be prescribed to treat PTSD by specifically authorized psychiatrists. It's interesting. Mm. MDMA culture around the world. Um, the DEA, do you remember this case from Washington State with Dr. Sunil Agarwal, who was trying to get permission to use psilocybin legally to treat patients at the end of their life mm -hmm. under the um, federal right to try and also state right to try because Trump signed the Right to Try Act in 2017 and then Washington immediately adopted a statewide run one. Um, it's like, you know, they already have their uh, death diagnosis. They know they're going to die. What's the harm of trying something that we don't know about? Mm -hmm. Well, the DEA rejected his petition once, twice. You know, he took him to court. And now um, his attorneys are again challenging this, saying that they failed to explain their decision of why they denied him access to the psychedelic, especially when now it's starting to become, you know, medically legal in different states. You know, you can go to the, the shroom suite, pay $3,000, put it on your in health insurance, <laughs> and uh, take a little trip. With a therapist, but these dying patients, nope. DA says they can't try it. And this doctor, you know, he'd lose his license if he got caught giving it to them. So he's still fighting. And Good I mean, this him. has been going on since 2022, I think. Two years down the road. I just think it's messed up that they can kick the can this long. Yeah, yeah. that's typical of these struggles. It reminds me of that case last week. <laughs> yeah. with Mr. Lynch 17 years crazy yeah we had a uh, boost just now did you hear that I heard it 7777 Circus Media says boosty boost boost woo thanks Circus Media he's boosting from Podverse again boost very nice boost until it hurts buddies if you like that boost wait till you see what happens next oh <laughs> just you wait uh, in Delaware, their pot commissioner says that recreational sales might not start when they're supposed to. Oh? Yeah, you know, they're supposed to be rolling out this year. Speaking of kicking the can. Yeah, they're thinking uh, maybe closer to March of 2025. Damn. Yeah, four months later than initially planned. He laid it all out at this joint finance committee meeting last week. Very boring. You know, just... Oh, we're going to finalize the rules in July and start accepting applications in September and then start approving the licenses in October with the cultivators first in November, getting them going. And then 
manufacturers December, and then retailers and testing facilities in March, which is why they're saying that. Because they think, well, we got to space out giving the licenses so that the cultivators have time to grow, so that they have product to sell, and yada, yada. But you know there's going to be a lawsuit coming, too, that's going to pause it all. Of course, right. It's so frustrating that they can't just say, this was the day, it's good to go. You know, and the, people start and they don't have licenses. Well, they can just collect their fines on them. Mm-hmm. Well, deadlines are for the little people, man. Yeah. They're not for the government. Yeah, that is one thing that the regulation and legalization of weed has shown us in every state Mm -hmm. in the U.S. of A. So frustrating. The mayor of Winnebago, Minnesota, was arrested this week in connection to an alleged grow-up. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Didn't really say what he had to do with it. Um, All that the news release is saying is that there's been an investigation going on that started early last year in that search warrants well, were given to three different properties and that they seized 240 plants among those three locations. But Winnebago is a town of 1,400 people. And this is a small town. And this mayor, Scott Robert, was elected in 2021 and his term ends this year. So... Rut row for him, that is yeah. a bummer, man. Sucks. Yeah, especially when they've got a wreck coming up, but, you know, still can't grow over 200 plants. Allegedly. <laughs> so stupid. Can't put seed in dirt, don't you know? What a world. Yeah, you gotta, you know, keep people safe. Lock up the plants. From the evil pot. Potchewana. <laughs> the manufacturing of weed. Mm-hmm. As they call it. Yeah, all those weed labs that are blowing up. Oh, my goodness. Somebody could get hurt. (laughs) In South Dakota, lawmakers have sent Governor Kristi Noem a bill that I hope she doesn't sign. This bill would allow employers to fire medical patients if they work in safety-sensitive jobs. You work in a safety-sensitive job and you smoke marijuana? Gotta be dangerous jobs only. That's right. But I bet that they can take SSRIs and keep their job. I bet they can take painkillers and keep their job. Shit. Even cough syrup. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. Stuff that'll screw you up for sure. But a little pot? Now that's dangerous. Can't be smoking weed at home. Because it changes your mind. (laughs) And you come into work with a new perspective. Looking to have fun. All the time. <laughs> Not really. It just helps. There's that fun talk we talked about again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They can drink on the weekends and keep their job for sure. Oh, shit. You probably have an office party that they bring liquor to. Yep. And everyone gets smashed and they fuck each other and talk about it for the rest of the year until it all happens again. But a little weed? No. No. You're fired. Ugh. I hope she doesn't sign it, but I, it's Christy Noem we're talking about. Yeah, she's... She shut down history because the South Dakotans passed medical and recreational at the same time. They wanted their weed, and she said, no, I'm going to take this to court. What will of the people? It's the will of me and not the... So gross. Uh, and also gross, 
The story that we talked about on Bowl After Bowl, episode 155, which had a great title, Toe Cologne. Uh, And it was about Miss Claiborne and her partner, Deontay Williams, who were driving from Georgia to Chicago for a funeral when highway patrol officers pulled them over in Coffee County, Tennessee, for a dark tint and not actively passing. And they searched the car and searched it and searched it and finally found a roach took them in. And this is a misdemeanor citation for what it's worth because there was no real weed, you know, just kind of a little piece of paper with a smell of weed on it from the sounds. Um, but yeah, they arrested Williams and, and Miss Claiborne had to go in. She had her five children with her. And then the Department of Children's Services showed up. And, you know, they put spike strips around the family car so that she couldn't leave. And they told her, we're taking your kids. And she said, hell no, you're not. And this went on and on and on until the children, all five of them, including a four-month-old breastfeeding baby, were removed from her forcibly. Uh, She is suing them now. And I think this is great. And I hope that shit like this never happens again. Yeah, to anyone. It was a deterrent, you know, because that's sick. And they're talking about the release of all this body cam footage is coming in out now, and so you can see that the kids were forcibly removed, and like the five year old is clinging to his mom, screaming, and they're just you know taking him. How is that helping? And a breastfed baby, you know. And so they had a juvenile court hearing six days after the kids were taken. Six days without your mom as an infant is a very long time. Yeah. Uh, The parents were told, you have to pee in this cup, submit urine tests. And then, allegedly, uh, Mr. Williams tested positive for THC and Miss Claiborne tested negative. So then, they asked them to submit hair follicles. Oh, my God. Which is a very faulty test. Mm -hmm. And, allegedly... Those yielded positive results for methamphetamine, fentanyl, and oxycodone in both parents. They said that's bullshit and that we don't use those substances. Mm -hmm. And the in-house rapid hair follicle tests aren't even admissible in court because of how faulty they are. So why? Why would they do this to them other than to ridicule them and try and throw shade at them and make them look bad in the public eye? Yep. Um, so the family's attorneys challenged the tests and an attorney representing the Department of Children's Services there said they had been discarded and they did get their kids back after 55 days in foster care. Jesus Christ. And the children were split up between foster homes also um, and eventually given to a family friend, but not allowed to be with their parents still. So, yeah, she's suing them, uh, alleging her constitutional rights and those of her children were violated by Tennessee law enforcement officers and state social workers. Mm -hmm. So it names the four highway patrol officers involved in the traffic stop, the three caseworkers who obtained the court order to take the kids, and the 10 county sheriff department officers who detained the family at the jail. Um as well as 
the officers responsible for supervision and training. Good. They should round everybody up. Yeah. And I'm not hearing a lot of coverage of this case, but this is disgusting. And, you know, it, the media should be running with it because it's just weed, first of all, mm-hmm. that we're talking about them getting arrested, harassed, and having their children kidnapped over just a roach, not even a nug. Like, oh, this was allegedly a roach. And we don't even know that. Right. Right? Could be a hemp product. Could be something they threw in there. Could, from yeah. their own fucking pocket. Happens exactly. all the time. And the other thing is, this is a black family mm-hmm. in Tennessee. I don't know, but it seems like it should have a lot of media coverage. Well. In our social climate of today. You would think, but. So, well, at least you've heard about it on the bowl since it happened and now. And I'm just happy that those kids are home because yeah. that 55 days, that's so long. That's like two full months. It's unforgivable. Unforgivable is right. And all those kids are traumatized now. Yeah. So poo on you, Tennessee. That's all I've got to say. You know that women can't even be topless in Tennessee. I've heard that. Yeah. What's up with that? I've seen the opposite, but I've heard that that's, yeah. Tennessee's such a beautiful state. Well, you know, wrong eyes on you, and you get a fine. Mm-hmm. Or maybe arrested. I don't know. If it's, you know, Coffee County, they'd probably take your kids away the for fucking, having your tits out. The fucking law enforcement guys, man, they think that they're... I just wonder if... Superheroes and shit. If that counts for breastfeeding moms. You know, like, is that <laughs> is that my tit being out because I'm breastfeeding my baby? Are you going to forcibly remove an infant from a mother because her boob is out? I bet they would. I I wouldn't, I don't want to find out. Right. (laughs) But anyways, that's all I got tonight. Oh man. For behind the curtain. Oh man. Oh man. Didn't think we'd be hearing that story again, but I remember, I remember when it was first, when you first dropped that on us, man. Yeah. Pissed me right the fuck off. Yep. Oh. This one of those stories made me cry. Yes. I hate that shit. Well, you know what else made me cry? We heard word from the Rev that uh, he is loaded down with a big load up, and he could not squeeze a metal moment in this week. Uh, But it's all right. Yes. Take a load off, Rev. That's right. You get to rush around, get your work done, you know. Have a Valentine's Day slash Mardi Gras uh, metal moment break, and we'll be looking uh, forward to the next one. Yep. My brother. Uh, We also are looking forward to hearing from the bowlers... On the vocal mail line, easy to participate. All you got to do is uh, whip out your phone and call 816-607-3663. We're talking today about the first time you ever licked a battery, if you can remember that. Uh, or if you can't, it doesn't matter because there's a good uh, pump-up song here. In the bowl. <laughs> yeah. You too can do anything in the bowl for the first time. Yeah. 816-607-3663. You know this caller got it in. In the bowl. We are. Yeah. Record scratch. Insert. 
Uh, yeah. In the bottle. Leo. Man, I don't know, man. I was a kid first time I licked a nine volt battery. Well, licked a battery. I mean, I guess you could lick a double A or something. Yeah, you know, up, but I don't have fun. that kind of tune to wrap her all the way around and hit both ends. Um, but uh, yeah. So I was a kid. Yeah, all toys, you know, nine volt battery. You kind of just check them or you just lick them because you could. Uh, <laughs> heck, even even uh, back when I was doing uh, sound tech at uh, our church and stuff like that, like I would occasionally like. We'd have all the different nine volts laid out, and sometimes the pals would be like, "Wait, which ones? You know, is this the partially used or the don't use on stage kind of thing? You know, you know how it goes um, for the labs and whatnot, and well, all the wireless mics, and yeah, occasionally just like lick you, like, well, I still got something. Not that it's really gonna yeah, tell you if the mic's gonna work, but gonna test know. it out. Like or, you know, like how much power is in there? But yeah, it is. Enjoyable, I guess. I don't know. It is weird, right? It's <laughs> like uh, there's a certain... So, first time I ever was a kid. Very nice. So, yeah. He was a kid. So, I was sitting at this hotel the other day for work, and I mentioned a little bit on uh, Behind the Skins uh, yesterday. But uh, anyway, also made me think. So, I'd stayed there, and I stayed there two nights, and... There was something going on to this, like, there, there was something going on in the, the area that I was working at. So I had to stay at this, like, hotel that was, like, 30 minutes away or something like that. And uh, anywho, just to find something that was, like, in the price range for work and whatnot. Anyway, but, like, two different rooms and, man, janky place. Like, both times the bathroom or the light above the sink was out. And then oh. um, also, like, the you got the little, like, push things for the soap. Both both rooms, like, they're pulled out of there and just sitting on the side of the tub. Oh, no. Because the thing's broken. Anyway, it's just like, yeah, that's janky. All right. Well, love you guys. Sit in, in, I got a second. I got a second. I got a second. I got a second until the three minute. But you can still, even with a second, you can still say caca. 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 Oh, we got a full caca in there. Yeah, we heard it all. How Thank you, caca-caller. Appreciate you. That stinks about the janky hotel rooms. Yeah. That's the way of the hotels, I think. The prices are going up and then the quality goes down. Mm-hmm. What's going on? What's the deal? What is the deal? What's the deal with hotels? What's going on? And I want a non-gay explanation. I don't know if there's one that isn't. That triggered me to, when I was visiting Mizzou, stayed at a hotel, walked in the room, dirt in the bathtub. <laughs> like, yeah. a lot. Like a scoop of dirt yeah, what's from a shovel. That? I don't know. Freaky stuff. Yeah, they must have been hella dirty. <laughs> That's right. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Christopher Battles, he licked that battery when he was a kid. Yeah, that's when you do it. That's when Seems I did like it. Seems like the time to do it. That's when I did it. I can't remember the first time. I was... Because I was in my parents' minivan. I don't know why, like, I remember that <laughs> where I was. I remember the where a lot more than the when, because I might have been, I don't know, six or seven or somewhere in there, you know? I was pretty young. And then, like, the first time you try it, you're like, oh, wow. Huh. What made you try it? It's a certain sensation. I don't remember. I don't remember what led to the actual licking of the battery. <laughs> I wonder what this tastes like. Probably my dad suggested it. 
And then uh, from then on, there's this weird, he's right. It's like, it's nice and not nice. <laughs> it's wild. It's so hard to describe. There's nothing really quite like it, actually. Uh. Um, nine volt batteries, by the way. They are just six triple A's in there, basically, in series. Which makes sense if you do math, right? Because a AAA battery is a, a 1.5 volt battery. So you get six of those things in series and you're up to nine volts. But if you bust open like the, the outer rectangle box thing, you'll just see six little uh, AAA sized battery cells. Oh, weird. All connected in series. That makes sense. Interesting. Fun facts. Fun facts. And then, yeah, like, uh, as you get older, you do it more practical, kind of like, oh, I'm going to test this, see if it has any juice in it, just depending on, like, hmm. how intense the sensation of the uh, lick- <laughs> the leakage is. <laughs> the battery up your butt, question mark, is a- uh, asked in the chat. Uh, nope, not today. <laughs> I don't think so. That's how you get batteries lost in there, man. Uh-oh. Yeah, and that's not something you want. Lost in your body. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Not medical advice. This next caller, I'm sure, is chock full of medical advice, though. I've never licked a battery before. Yeah. But I stuck my dick in one. (laughs) (laughs) Is Zim's facts? Is that facts, caller? Picks or it didn't happen? Yeah. Picks or I don't believe you. (laughs) You're going to have to visually prove that one. I'm sorry. Stuck my teeth. Well, I hope them batteries are real so I got more things to fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, never have I ever licked a battery. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Why would I? (laughs) Well, there's no time like the present. Do you have a nine volt? Let me find one. I've never licked a battery before. I'd do one. Find a battery. Okay. You do this shit. Yeah. See. Uh,. I don't know why, you know, I just, no one ever suggested it to me, so that helps. I, we've brought this up. You've asked me about it before, Sir Spencer has, and it's just one of those things where why would I do that? I don't know. I've always had a fear of electricity. I don't know, maybe I was juked in a past life or something. Juked to death. Don't know. But... Without, uh, you know, some dad suggesting it, it just never crossed my mind. And then when Spence said something about it as an adult, I was horrified. Like, why would you do that? (laughs) Now I realize it's only nine volts. And like static electricity, or if you touch something and you get zapped, oh, that sucks. And that's like 5,000 volts on average. Yeah, there you go. Um, but okay, I guess there's no time like the present. Yeah, you <laughs> should try like oh, this battery. I really don't want to. Okay. okay, you can make it quick. It ain't that big a deal, huh? Okay, that was literally nothing. Huh? <laughs> it tastes. It has. Uh, it's like a very strong, overwhelmingly strong penny taste. But, yeah, but the sensation is more of flavor than actual. I was gonna say it's like copper shock. Uh, yeah. I have to go back for seconds now. Right? Now did I now you have to go back to just What if I just out. hold it there? I'm gonna get fucked up. No. Oh. No. 
Oh, yeah, that's working. Give it a shot. Well, yeah. that's weird. It's, it's strange, right? Meh. Can't see it. Oh, can't see it. Can't see it. <laughs> this think, is great. Yeah, let's faking. just let's just do this on camera. They think you're faking. I mean, can they see me now? No. Yes, kind of. Oh no, I'm moving away from the camera. Yeah, there you go. I gotta get used. I'm an audio only podcast. You guys, here. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. It doesn't really feel like much. It just is a weird taste. Exactly. I don't understand. But the but the f- taste is strong, right? Yeah. It's like it's weird. How would you describe that? Like, I was trying to describe it earlier, and it's like, what's that all about? Yeah, because it doesn't feel. It, it's a just tastes like, uh, yeah, like I put a coin in my mouth. I don't know. But I also sort of feel like I feel it. <laughs> but it's just the physical sensation of the two bumps touching my tongue. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I can kind of talk while I'm doing Oh, that one kind of. <laughs> you try to talk while you're doing it, that's... I feel like I felt something there, but I also feel like I'm all juked up. You're all juked up. Now you're on uh, adrenaline. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a... It's almost sweet. (laughs) No. It's metallic. Okay. This reminds me of when we taste test coffee or weed. And it's just like, yeah, it tastes like weed. Yeah, it tastes like coffee. That's me. And this is like, yeah, it tastes like a battery. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, Yeah, it's like... I think the penny or like a copper taste. Yes. Definitely metallic, mm-hmm. which makes nothing but sense because uh, what am I looking here? Some uh, metal. Yeah. But you can tell it's working. Yeah. I'm guessing it wouldn't give me that if it was, flavor. Yeah. If it was dead, it wouldn't be nearly as like strong, strong. Well, there you go. See, you were scared of nothing. That's very weird. I was very scared of not. It, I've never intriguing. tried it before, and it's been suggested before, and I, I might have been literally shaking. <laughs> I was very nervous yeah. about the concept of licking a battery. Now I've done it. There you now go. Now I know it's no big deal. First time you ever live on stream. Yeah, this might be the first time I ever. First time I ever on stream. Just don't go licking car batteries. Yeah, that's No, right. no, no. I'm so scared of electricity. Yeah. And like I said, it's like nine volts. You get zapped when you're touching a switch or something. That really sucks. That's like 5,000 volts. I think the amps is what uh, fucks you up, but I don't really know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to fuck around and find out. I'll tell you that. I'm not a, fu- I'm not a fucking scientist, you know? <laughs> I don't know. That was weird, man. How would you, how do you describe it? Just. There's just a little tingle. It's a bite. This one I think is a bit weak. Oh. I think it's a bit weak. But it's I still, still there, get something from it. It's still there. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a there there. There is a there there. Uh, it's never like strong though. It's never like. <laughs> yeah. If you touch a. A wall socket, though. That can really oh, fucking gosh. bejewing you. I've done that a couple times on accident. Yeah. Pisses me off every time. No thanks. Um, yeah. That's a big no thanks from me. I think the uh, last time I got a little shocked, I was putting uh, the fucking uh, furnace. Yeah, that's right. The furnace has a sensor button that tells you when the door is closed, right? So, like... The, the furnace will shut off if the furnace 
uh, service hatch is open. And ours is like all fucking weird where the the service hatch is, uh, what am I trying to say? It's like, uh, doesn't all depress the button all the way. Yeah. Right. So it'll turn off even though the hatch is closed. And so I was trying to tape that button down like redneck, uh, redneck fix. (laughs) I was fucking stupid enough to use aluminum tape. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So the tape, when I wrapped it around, hit the fucking power supply in the back and got fucking jolted. I just screamed some obscenities real quick. Yeah, and uh, luckily I just heard after you were all good and fine, because that's like one of my biggest nightmares. <laughs> just walk in and fucking t- <laughs> attached to some electric bullshit. Yeah, dying. all blackened and smoking. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Horrifying. Hmm. But, and usually when we're doing electrical stuff, I stand by you with a stick, just in case I'm going to separate you from the, me with just, a stick you know it's like you make sure all the power's off but then there's still i'm so nervous about electricity yeah. i'm paranoid and then i'm like okay i'll stand here with a baseball bat in case i gotta whack you off <laughs> <laughs> okay if you uh hey, whack you me know. off don't please don't use a baseball bat yeah well you know i'm always ready to whack you off you so you off. there's just, that just not with a baseball bat that's all yeah that's all i ask man one I small f- favor one small request. I, it won't be <laughs> Uh, yeah. Did no one else lick a battery to call us this week? They just don't want to talk about it, (sighs) which is understandable. It's a very personal journey, licking a battery. Not everybody's brave enough to do that live on stream, you know? Yeah. (laughs) That was weird. I I commend you for your bravery. It's not what... (sighs) Thanks. It's not what I expected, that's for sure. I I knew it wouldn't be. I thought there would be like a tingle... Or a, a little, a la, la, la. yeah, maybe tingle, but a little tingle, but not, not really, not uh, it doesn't feel like electrocution feels. You ever been electrocuted, shocked, zapped, just Jolted. the normal like static electricity, and you touch something, you get, or you like touch someone, and you both zap each other. Yeah, that sucks. That happens plenty of times to me. Ooh, we do have a notification for a new voicemail. However, uh. I gotta, I think, go away and come back. Yeah, here it is. Here's a fresh one. Yay! Another voicemail. Here it comes. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're hitting it. In the bowl. In the bowl. Circus Media. Hey! First time I ever licked a battery. Uh, First time? Probably like six or seven. Mm. That's probably the first time I ever heard the phrase... Tastes like copper. Uh-huh. Because I don't know about you guys, but I I still don't know that I know what copper tastes like other than licking a battery. Mm. Uh, but, you, yeah. You, you know, ever had a penny in your mouth? Single with adult supervision. And they're like, hey, isn't it neat? Electricity. <laughs> Definitely don't stick a fork in the outlet. No, fuck it's that. It's not the same. Solid advice. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, good times to be had, exploring, learning, as young and simpler times. Simpler times Love indeed. y'all. In the boat. Oh, we love you. Much love, Circus Media. C-Dub's overdosed on copper once. What? <laughs> That's, I could see him overdosing on copper or something wild. 
I can see him being the guy that turns himself purple because of too much like colloidal silver. Oh or my something. gosh! Yeah, I get really I'm into blue. this supplement, and that's why my face is purple now. <laughs> but it's okay because I'm strong. I put coins in my mouth as a kid, which yeah. is gross. It's yeah. stupid. Yeah, probably more stupid than licking a nine volt battery. And that kind of reminded me of it. And it tastes like copper thing. And blood mm. has that weird metallic taste, too. Do you ever, like, cut your hand and then you immediately are like, and you start licking it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It kind of tastes metallic. Mm. Blood. C-Dub says he did the measurements wrong, but he puked it all up, so it was all good. Oh, that is good. That's what you want to do when you poison yourself. You just puke it up. Yep. Us- usually. Not always. Sometimes that makes it worse. Activated charcoal can. It's a nice one. Help. That saved our it, dog's life. Absorb it and then uh, poop it out. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> Hard fat ate a penny. Now that's extreme. Yeah. I never swallowed the coins, but I got yelled at a lot. Oh, he said something in my mouth. <laughs> Gross. Be the change you want to eat in the world. A wise <laughs> man once said. Uh, what's up with the next week's F tie? What are we doing? Well, what do we got going on? We've got the first time I ever played Super Smash Brothers. Okay. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, hopefully the bowlers out there have played Super Smash Brothers. Um, and if they haven't, you got a week to find a friend. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe you can transition it into some other party game or uh, in sixty four game or whatever. Take it, take it where you want it to go. Yeah, it's just a guideline. That's right. The first time I ever. It counts. It still counts. Yeah. Everything goes in the bowl. This is true. This is true. And uh, we go in the bowl, too. We, uh... Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. We go bowling. That's right. Because what else would you do? This is a bowl after bowl. It's a bowling show. Oh, yeah. First and foremost, at the end. Well, Cotton Gin alerted me to some other magic numbers surrounding the Super Bowl event this weekend. Cotton gin! Cotton gin in the chat. <laughs> yeah. The Super Bowl set a record with a staggering 123.4 million viewers. One, two, three, four. That's right. That is numbers. American's TV's <laughs> American TV's biggest audience since the moon landing. Holy Moses. It's been a minute. Yeah. Since they've gotten a good old one, two, three, four. Now, is that just pure numbers or is that by the uh, by the percent population or what? That's just pure numbers, yeah? I think it's pure numbers, yeah. Pure numbers. And they had a lot of avenues for watching the Super Bowl. You know, uh, CBS is the main one, I would say, but Paramount Plus was streaming it. It was a simulcast in Espanol on Univision, and you got a little taste that... Nickelodeon was also telecasting it. Oh yeah, for the kids. They had a bunch of crazy cartoon overlay bullshit on it. Yeah, that kind of creeps me out. Well, mostly the um, Patrick Star being a uh, commentator, I, I guess. I bet he had smarter takes than Tony Romo. Yeah, that doesn't seem very difficult. <laughs> to do it's not a high bar to set the overlays were crazy the preview that they showed them i couldn't watch that yeah. it would frustrate me a lot of slime slime on the field slime following the bowl 
The ball, not the bowl. We're, wow, we are deep in the bowl tonight. Hey, kids, do you like slime? <laughs> That's Nickelodeon selling point. Bit weird. Yeah. I, I could see some uh, fetishes coming out of that for sure. Um, slime me, baby. That, when you think about it, it's an interesting feat because on the one hand, we have a much bigger population than then, but on the other hand, there's so many different spots you can tune into like when the moon landing was going on there was only like three things on tv you know like so mm. there was one of the, like three places you could even be so it's probably a lot easier to break numbers records back then more people were watching tv in general i think yeah 1969 and uh big deal less options to flip your channel to yeah Oh, the audience for su the Super Bowl was so large that it approached the all-time most-watched television broadcast in the United States in 1969 when an estimated... Oh, see, now they're changing it from the headline. Here it says that in 1969, there was an estimated 125 to 150 million viewers watching the Apollo 11 moon landing. Mm. Now, that's different than what the headline says. American TV's well, no. big oh no, American again, TV's yeah. biggest audience since the moon landing. Biggest since the moon landing. So it didn't break the moon landing, but it's the biggest thing since then. That's wild. Uh yeah. <laughs> TV man, hell of a drug. I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh no shit. But still. And yeah, I just want to know where all the yeah, 55 million on CBS. Um so they're they're just coming from all over. They added the numbers together. What if people had, if they have kids, you know, they got the Nickelodeon on in one room and then the CBS on another and a friend on their phone in the kitchen with the Paramount Plus streaming. Could have been jobbed. Numbers are easy to fudge. Don't you think? I don't know. Yeah, because who you know, outside of the Kansas you know. City or San Francisco really gives a shit? I don't know. Lots of people. Football, football, beer, beer, beer. Lots of people, oh, turns yeah. out. Yeah, it's a thing. Football. Sports ball in general in America. Mm -hmm. Well, it was in Las Vegas, and so a bunch of people went there, and one of those people decided to climb the sphere. Oh, yeah, the big uh, video ball. That's right, the big video there. ball, sometimes showing an eyeball, which is really creepy, mm -hmm. and somehow an ad for an optometrist or something. But yeah, uh, oh yeah, and then another douchebag was in the sphere. Speaking of the douchebags earlier. Oh, that's right. Frickin' Bono was yeah. performing in the sphere. I saw, saw that. that. I mentioned that like all the douchebags from our battle, the douchebags seem to make an appearance. Huh. I didn't miss him. Should have called it the douche bowl. That's pretty much what it was. That's pretty much what it's going to be every year, year after year. I think that's right. But this guy, he's a rock climber, or at least that's what he's known for on the socials. And he decided to climb that sphere, which is 366 feet tall. He did this at 10 a.m. on a Wednesday. It's mm. kind of early. Best time to get away with it, really. Probably. And then he started posting videos online from the top of it. He's 24 years old. And he said that... Uh, he was trying to raise funds and awareness for a specific homeless pregnant woman. 
hmm. which I think is a strange flex. And I'm not sure how you monetize that climbing up scary things. And I, I, I'm guessing he had to link out to other things from the social. Send money so like here. Value for value stunts, man. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but value for value charity from stunt. But using these apps, you know, this I, is not I, really it's value. A, it's a stretch. I know. Anyway. Fire department showed up and they got his ass down and they were pissed, <laughs> as you can imagine. Sure. That's not what this is for. <laughs> That's, yeah, there's a, a permit. There's a lot of scolding in all of the media coverage. He risked his life and he risked our lives and that's not fair and you sh- you're selfish and blah, blah, blah. Even though what he was doing was kind of for charity, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> I think journalists should cry harder. <laughs> it's the one thing they're good at. They fucking whine about every stupid ass thing. Oh, it's the end of society. Like, if only. They just like only. to say. Don't fucking tease me like that, journalists. You're not supposed to do that. And yep, people still do because we're human. So we're awesome when we have free will. Yep. So far. Oh, and uh, you also have free will to travel with very strange things. And uh, the mistake you make is getting on an airplane to do it. Well, yeah. Because they got dogs that sniff shit out. Sometimes literally, but not in this case. (laughs) Okay. Guy flew into Logan International Airport in Boston Mm -hmm. from the Congo. And the dogs alerted their owners, masters, that there was something Stinky and the man's luggage. So he got pulled over and they were like, hey, we got an alert from the dogs. We got to go through your luggage, rummage through it. And what did they find? Mummified monkeys. And you can't be having that. It's a strike just for the alliteration of it all. Yeah, you can't have mummified monkeys in the United States. I That's racist. That. I didn't know that was banned. That makes sense, yeah. It would be it's just racist. racist. Yeah. Against the monkeys. Mummify them. Look at their bodies. They didn't ask for that. They're not even fucking Egyptian. I know. They didn't ask for anything. They're monkeys. That's ignorant. Just bury them. Give them a proper burial. Treat them with respect. No. This guy grabbed some mummified monkeys from the Congo, but the reason it was an issue is because they have um, a bushmeat ban. Right? And so even though they were mummified, they classified it as raw or minimally processed meat from a wild animal. Yeah, and they're saying, well, it's banned because of the threat of disease like Ebola. 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 It come from Africa. It caused diarrhea. Yeah. You remember that. (laughs) I remember the jingle, yeah. And so, that's so stupid. It's nothing about, you know, oh, this is disrespectful to the animal or should have done proper burial. We just don't do mummies here in America. No, it's like, well, this is meat. Somebody might eat that. Somebody could eat that. Gross. Which is disgusting. Yeah. Gross. Yeah, yeah no one's going to eat that. It's Mm-mm. mummified. Yeah. Take a bite, it's going to just fall to dust. Like monkey jerky, man. Yeah, yeah at best. Banned as hell. So... No charges were filed because the guy said, oh, you know, I didn't know I was breaking the law here. You can just have it. 
So they seized the mummified monkeys and they weighed them because, of course, now we're talking about criminal shit here. So altogether, he had nine pounds of bush meat or <laughs> mummified monkeys. Fucking stupid. Yeah. They probably weighed the bags, too. Yeah, probably, yeah. The motherfuckers are always weighing bags. And where do they go from here? To the CDC for destruction. Uh, they're going to fucking eat them at the CDC. Or feed them to someone else for an experiment mm-hmm. and cause the new outbreak. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing would have happened if they just leave the guy alone. It's like the mummy, the monkeys that were in the truck in St. Louis or whatever <laughs> yeah, spilled what on the, the highway. Fuck was hmm. that People were trying to pet the monkeys and they got bit. And now we've got monkey pox. Who sees a monkey and is like, oh, come here. Uh, not me. That's for sure. Monkeys are freaky, man. Yeah. You don't want to fuck with a monkey. No. They're, even the little ones that are like cute in a pirate way. They're like. Yeah, they got those sharp teeth and they steal. They ain't no friend of mine. But it's like a snake. You know, I see you. They see me. We respect each other's distance and I'm off and they're off. Mm. They're like, she's not going to fuck with me. I'm not going to fuck with her. But mummies. It's not all bad. The last last train to Clarksville was pretty good. <laughs> These mummified monkeys, man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, CDC is going to have a blast with this. Maybe even literally. I, do, I am curious how they destroy <laughs> them, you yeah, know? I'm sure they have like a myriad of ways. You're just going to take these mummies and put them in the cremation box or what? They'll probably literally put grenades in them and shit. Yeah. They're Have fun with it. Cowboys. Not in a good way. <sighs> Poor monkeys. They didn't ask to be <laughs> for any of this, you know? Yeah. It's like how if you find unmarked graves for humans, you need to be, you need to alert the authorities and give them a proper burial and shit. The monkeys, man. Man, the last thing I do with the authorities is alert them a jack shit. Okay, yeah, but you've also not found a dead body on your property or anything. Thank goodness. No. I don't want none of that, but... As far as you know. What if you're the authority? I, I ain't no authority, that's for sure. I'm not saying it <laughs> I'm a sub I'm over here. I'm not I don't know. If it yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, loose lips. But the monkeys... They just proper burial, I think, would have been nice. Send them back to the Congo. A little bit of respect. If they mummify the monkeys, maybe there's something going on where they have a tradition or a ritual with mummy, you know, monkey mummification. What if that is the respect, you know? Yeah. Trying to provide for their afterlife or whatever. That's how they get to monkey heaven. And now we're going to destroy their chances. Monkey has to come back as a cricket or something lame. Fuck. Yeah. It's just horrible. Great. CDC keeping us safe with fucking... Well, they don't care about the spirit. They just care about the science. You know, they don't think about... about the funding. Yeah. It's true. You fucking got to get that money printer back up and running. And death is great for their business. Yeah. Well, anyway. Another business. The court scene. There was a um, two-year-old that was murdered in Oklahoma. And the mother's boyfriend was on trial for killing the little boy. And what was the judge doing while the trial was ongoing? Just looking through the uh, cookie catalog? Sending 500 text messages to the bailiff, sprinkled with emojis, and making dick jokes. The judge was female. Yes, of course. 
Her name was Tracy with an I. Yeah. And she took office last year. Okay. And voluntarily suspended herself. Oh, well. (laughs) As one should. At least she showed good judgment in one uh, case. But, yeah, she's her trial started Monday over all this. Um, because, you know, the Oklahoma Supreme Court Chief Justice recommended that she be removed following an investigation mm. where they found all this evidence of her mocking prosecutors, uh, laughing at bailiff texting inappropriate things during a freaking murder trial, praising the defense attorney. Which, like, all right, don't do it on... Texts kill, man. Texting kills. Yeah. It's, uh... You don't put shit in text that you wouldn't share with the world. Yeah, and I can just see a judge, like, getting all high and mighty if somebody was doing the same thing in their courtroom, you know? Oh, yeah, seriously. Imagine if the attorney's (laughs) sitting there, looking down, thumbing through their phone the whole time. Ignorant. Mm. So, I don't know, it's pretty weird. I also saw that this guy, the jury, um, found him guilty, but gave him a time-served sentence, which I thought was kind of interesting. You know, he's like 32, killed a two-year-old. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. Yeah. Time-served? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I know. It's like, well, yeah, maybe you killed a two-year-old, but yeah. You've already suffered damages from that, so you're good. But frickin' Mr. Lynch, you know, had to be 17 years in and out of the court system before they gave him a plea bargain of time served. It's a joke. But you kill a kid that's not your own. (sighs) And just go home. And all the while, the judge is making dick jokes. That's where we're at, man. That's where we're at. Yeah, something's got to change, don't you think? It's going to come to a breaking point eventually. You would think so, but I don't know. I know nothing, that's for sure. I don't have a crystal ball. Just get frustrated with stories like this. But what also is frustrating is running into rabid animals. And that's what happened to one hiker in Rhode Island this week, walking through the Johnston Woods. Hate it when that happens. Coyote came out of nowhere, bit him in the leg. Ah, crap. Yeah. So you know what he did. Bit him back. No, he pinned that coyote down by the neck and killed it by cutting off the air supply. About all you can do. Then gets like 23 shots in your stomach. I'm sure, yeah, because R- rabies confirmed. Rabies so. is not what you want. No. To catch. And luckily, as long as you're quick, you can be fine. Yeah. But if you're not quick, then you're going to freak out over the sight of water. Fucking and lethal. You do not come back from rabies. No. If you, you can fully contract it, you're done. That's one of those areas where assisted suicide would be good, I think. Fucking Imagine just being so hydrophobic, you can't even see. Most terrifying shit I've ever seen. Yeah. It's nightmare Late fuel. stage rabies patients. Holy fuck. Yeah. Well, anyway. They think that that same coyote attacked a dog walker the day before in Situate. So... There had already been a report of a rabid animal. And this guy killed it. Good. So good for him with his bare hands. Nice work. A hero among us. Even though he got bit and has to get all his damn shots. That well, sucks. But Better than biting the dust, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And speaking of biting the dust, 
<laughs> a UK anesthesiologist thought that's what might have happened to her diamond ring. Because over there, they put their scrubs on. At the end of the shift, they take them off, they throw them in the wash. Well, she had back-to-back-to-back patients. And, you know, before her shift started, she took her wedding ring off, put it in the pocket of her scrubs, and then just had to hustle that day. Forgot to pull it out of the scrubs and tossed them into the wash. Did not realize that she had left her ring in the pocket until she got home, and it was the weekend. And the washing company, man... I guess they don't work weekends. Oof. Seems like a missed business opportunity, but whatever. So gotta have some days off. She called him Monday and said, "Hey, you know, it's kind of a long shot, but I kind of left my diamond ring in one of the scrubs. Maybe you can help me find it." And uh, they were like, "Oh yeah, sure, you know." Well, a hundred miles away at another hospital, an anesthesiologist was putting his scrubs on when he heard a clink. And something fall out of it. And he found a wedding band. Wedding ring, you know, diamond and everything. He thought, what the heck? I bet someone is missing this. So he goes to the, you know, admins at the hospital. Hey, uh, found this ring in my scrubs. And they start asking around. And it took a while for them to get to the washing company, the launders, launderers. Is that what we call them? Yeah. Laundering the clothes, yeah. And say, uh. Uh, got any alerts about a missing wedding ring? And they said, why, yes, we do. 100 miles away. And they were able to reunite this anesthesiologist with her diamond ring. Nice. Yeah. That one came back. Yeah, thank goodness. That is no fun. That seems like a steep investment, the old diamond ring. Well, anyway, in Alabama, a steep investment was lost when DJs or, you know, Bloviators showed up for their AM radio shift only to find that someone had stolen the 200-foot radio tower. Someone was sick of it. Sick of their takes. Based. Yeah. So, WJLX was left off the air. They contacted the FCC for permission to return to the air on the FM channel and uh, were told no. They were denied their request. And seven people in the area were like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, the police are investigating looking for this radio tower, which, how do you get away with that? It's wild. Uh, and the Thermite. radio station has started a GoFundMe to help <laughs> with rebuilding. <laughs> Big oof. May I suggest... But they can't get the word out to the only people that listen to them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that sucks. I know. And imagine being one of those seven people oh, no. in the nursing home, and you just turn it on at 6.30 Monday morning, and you're like, what's going on? Damn radio's broken. Damn thing ain't working. What's going on? Wasn't it 580? Yes. I swear it was 580. (laughs) Yeah, it stinks. Uh, But might I suggest a podcast? Don't need FCC permission for that one. Yeah. I think that was kind of effed up. The the FCC was like, nah, you can't go anywhere else. You are the AM channel. There might be no room on the the band, on the FM band. uh, Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe they're just feeling like, yeah, we can arbitrarily tell you no, so no. I wonder if there's room for more salt and pepper shakers 
at the Salt and Pepper Shaker Museum in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. <laughs> Only one way to find out. <laughs> yeah. They've got 20,000 pairs right now, but that's down. This is run by a brother and sister whose mom was an archaeologist of sorts, one that collects salt and pepper shakers. For 35 years, she started collecting them, and it all started when she had to replace a broken one. I'm not sure what ticked in her mind, but something definitely changed. And she was like, I gotta start collecting salt and pepper shakers. She sounds like a uh, well-seasoned lady. (laughs) Yeah. That's a great way of putting it. Well... She opened up her own museum in 2002, and she had 60,000 salt and pepper shakers. Jesus, Louisus. Mm-hmm. She spent all her time organizing them by color or theme or all sorts of stuff, you know? Alphabetically. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It just, just seems like heaven. First all the P's, then all the S's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> but she passed away. And now her children are running the museum. Oh. Uh, before she died, she did give a lot of the collection away. And she also sold a bunch to a collector mm. in Israel. Yeah, I was wondering how the number went down. 40,000 shakers. I know. Yeah. How does that shake out? Israel. <laughs> That's where she sold them to. I mean, they must uh, be salty over there now. Yeah. Now they're well seasoned with American <laughs> merch. They were, you know, it's frustrating because I'm sure there's some really interesting shakers there. But what is the what is the news media show? Uh, all of the big brand ones. Oh yeah, like Shit Donalds. You know, oh look at these ones she got from Shit Donalds. It's a burger and fries. Who'd have thunk? How original! Never seen them before. Like, I don't give a shit about that. Yeah, show me the interesting ones. Yeah, I want to see the mushrooms. These ones aren't labeled, but you can tell because the salt is two holes and the pepper has three holes. I want to see ones that you shake them in a unique way. You know, maybe some titties (laughs) that you squeeze and the seasoning comes out. I want to see something different. But, and you know, it's weird because all together, this is definitely a native ad that the media ran, right? Because this is a museum we're talking about. And this Mm. lady died in, I think, 2015. Mm-hmm. But her kids are keeping it open seven days a week. Attendance is low, so they had to say twenty-five thousand visitors a year. That's not. Too I don't bad. think it's doing too bad. That's not too bad. They take it's three dollars a ticket, so it's also something that you could go to multiple times if you're local. I mm. mean, although I, I certainly don't have the salt and pepper shaker fascination <laughs> that this woman did. They got new shakers at the museum. Yeah, I was just wondering if they take donations and stuff. Or if they're trying to grow the collection, or if these, they're not kids, they're, you know, boomer age children. Sure. I just wonder if they're like, no, we're good with 20,000. Yeah. Maybe it's we're like, trying to downsize. Back when mom had 60,000, there's just no place to walk. Yeah. Like, for one person, if you're into it, that's fun. Organizing them, cleaning them, putting them in whatever order or color scheme. But when you're just running it for someone else, that's work. But anyway, salt and pepper shakers, I see them all over the place, and I always go, oh, those are cute, and then walk on by. And by all over the place, I mean the antique museums. Yeah. <laughs> Not museums. Malls. <laughs> antique malls, yeah. With those prices, might as well be a museum. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess 
The current Guinness World Record for the largest collection of salt and pe- pepper shakers is like 6,900, which is a good number. 6,900? Um, yeah. And that's broken by this place, right? Well, that's what they were. the news media was telling them. And the guy said, well, we're not interested in the title. Like, we what? don't want the title. What a bitch boy. I thought it was a little strange. Bro, you know, if I've got a world record, I'm going to fucking get it. Dude. For business Give purposes alone, right? Like, you get your museum in the world record book. Just, just for the sake of accuracy alone. Yeah. Yeah. But imagine walking into a house with 6,900 salt and pepper shakers. That freaks me out a little bit. I would be afraid to break them is why, you know, that's, those are breakables you're collecting. Mm. Thousands of them. Too many. Yeah. Too many. How much salt and pepper do you need? Well, anyway, a dinosaur-like snapping turtle was discovered over the pond in England. Yeah. He's real freaky looking. This was a, a CBS scoop this week. And, uh, it's an invasive species, you know, over there. Mm-hmm. I'm posting the picture in the bowl. He's a big ugly With a bastard. horrible link. Oh, it's so ugly. Oh, like, yeah. I see why they said dinosaur-like. He's all spiky, and oh, he's got Jesus this freaky Christ. face. Yeah. Now it's, uh, you know, freshwater species, of course. Kill it with fire. Can bite through the bone, of course. And why snapping turtles are horrible. Uh, some kind of alligator snapping turtle. They've determined, and someone was walking their dog when they saw it. And what did they think to do? Get a shopping basket, scoop it up, and bring it to the vet because they were legitimately concerned about it because of the way it looks. The vet, yeah. So they took the snapping turtle to the veterinarian's office immediately. And you know, the vet's like, wild, they said. Oh, well, I wore three pairs of builder's gloves to prevent an injury. I'm like, man, I would not go near that thing with a 10-foot pole, that's for sure. I don't even think a grenade would work against this thing. I don't think so either. Look at this piece of shit. It's got a shell that's all spiked out. Its face is horrific. This is like... Bright red tongue. What it must look like when Bowser takes a dump, dude. This is fucking awful. Yeah. (laughs) It's very freaky looking, that's for sure. Uh, (laughs) I hate it. Now, they said that uh, this one could grow to be 175 pounds. Oh, God. Just kill it now. Yeah. And the vets are guessing this one is between four and five years old. So it's a youngin' Mm. with plenty of time to grow. And you know what the vets have named it? Oh, Christ. What? Fluffy. Now, I still don't know why they felt the need to take it to the vet. They said, Fluffy hasn't eaten much, but it's also probably hibernating because, you know, February. Yeah. It was just chilling in the mud when some idiot came along. Just leave animals alone, Brought it to the vet. They're out there in the wild, you know, just fucking leave them alone. Yeah. I do wonder how it got there. They kept saying, you know, this thing should be, you know, in Florida. People bring the fucking animal to the vet from the wild like don't they say like that's not what we do here you would think this is pet medicine asshole get out (laughs) dogs cats and the occasional bird take this fucked up thing with you yeah yeah it's just imagine being that vet too get it out 
kill it with fire. Get That's it. what I would have said too. And then I would have probably lost my job. Turtle soup. <laughs> mm. I've never had that. I feel like it would be stringy. I don't uh, know. Might find out someday because Jeebus, every time I fish, I'm always catching turtles and I hate it. It makes me feel real bad. Like, uh, no, little, I didn't mean to catch you. The little cute box turtles is cool. It's not cool when you catch them with the hook and then they're bleeding and they're like, <laughs> and the blood's coming out their nose. It makes you real sad. You're like, I hope you make it, dude. Sorry. Anyway. There's a stingray in North Carolina's aquarium that is not sorry because she is pregnant. Oh. But guess what? There's no male stingrays in there with her. Damn. They noticed her swelling up back in September and thought, oh, man, our stingray has cancer. Because, you know, this is America, so everything has cancer. And they noted that there were multiple growths internally. Oh, that's bad. A lot of little growths. Uh, but then they realized, oh, they're moving around. They're little baby stingrays. Hmm. How did she get pregnant without a male stingray? Well... There was a vet that was interviewed that claims there have been a few cases of asexual reproduction in stingrays. Mother Mary Stingray. But they noticed some bite marks on her and saw other fish nipping at her. So they did some fish moving around, you know, because they don't want her getting bit and whatever. But the biting continued and they realized that sharks bite to mate and it is possible for sharks and stingrays to crossbreed shark ray yeah sharknado ray oh my god so there were no pups as of saturday when the story was published but when they're born they're gonna be doing a dna test to figure out what happened I feel like if stingrays could asexually reproduce, that would have been well known. Yeah, sharks must be scooting in on them bitches. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fucking incredible. Hey, baby. Bite me a slice. Them fucking sharks, bro. Them fucking sharks. They'll slam up uh, anything. Fucking stingrays. I'm telling you, dude. That's saucy. Yeah. Bold sharks. Bold sharks in the water. Ah, oh, well, we got some bold bowlers who've been hanging out. We appreciate you chilling on another Tuesday. Happy Valentine's Day, by the way. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day, bowler. Uh, don't miss a special fucking episode of Homegrown Hits on Thursday night. Woo! When the Mothman descends upon Florida and becomes a Florida man for just a little bit. Florida moth. When you're in Florida, you know, you're just a Florida man. Uh, that should be fun. Nine Central, FEMA Region 7 time. Get your song requests in. Make it to dedication. You'll regret it when you don't. So you might as well just do it now. And uh, throughout all of that noise, you know, I'll be rejoining you on Tuesday night. Nine Central's when we take over the stream from DH Unplugged. Uh, and I'll still be Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. And I will always be your Dame DeLorean. Till next Tuesday. May your bowls burn ever brighter. Bowl after-
Rick. Bowl, bowl, bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl. You're listening to Bowl After Bowl. Bowl After Bowl. Bowl After Bowl. Lorian and Spencer. Sir Spencer and Dame DeLorean. It is on, folks. It is on. It is on. The further I got into it, the more I liked it. me stay stoned oh man that looks like pot not if you were stoned at the time yep that's pot all right there's many people coming oh my god yes don't tell them we're high listen we may be a little high i mean late weed is good well i've often thought that he maybe is a little autistic Recalcitrant boomer. She is stoned. I, I like the pot much better. Forget it, boy. Forget it, boy. Bowl after bowl.com.